Welcome back to He's Abroad. This is Jason here in Brooklyn, joined as always by John, who's abroad in New Zealand. What's going on, John? COVID's on the rise. It it's is. Coming back. Part we don't three. Need to talk about that. We don't. We don't need to talk about that. We've is been. Part three? Uh, what what part is matter. this for you in, in America? Which part? Which it's part, just. Which, which act? We've been. COVID's been over in America for about a year. Now. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say it was over about three months in. It's Once like, the vaccine done. came out and anybody could have it, it's like we're done. We're done we're with done. this. That was we're done. Have meh, you been boosted? Was, have you gotten your uh, signal boost? I got boosted on Tuesday, and I am still feeling the sting of Dolly Parton because I got the Moderna shot this time. <laughs> Dolly, and uh, it's hard. And uh, let me tell you something. Like, um, I'm gonna get graphic here, and uh, not too graphic. I actually I, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I didn't really have too many pains, but I my arm is still like kind of swollen, and not only my arm, but like under my armpit is swollen, which is actually a common side effect, I guess, of the mm. Moderna one. Didn't get that, but I could tell you, it's very weird. And uh, when I raise my when I'm like looking in the mirror and I raise my arms and I see like, oh, OK, that's how they normally look. And that's how that looks now. OK, we'll keep monitoring this situation and hope everything is cool. Um, magnetism, still fun. You love yep. you love to see that. Um, and yeah, I'm, uh, I guess I'm as ready as I'll ever be for Omicron. So bring it on. But Omicron's not going to kill anybody, right? No, I mean, right? it'll Apparently kill somebody. It's gonna, catch it's it. gonna kill somebody. Sure, and uh, we hope it doesn't kill anyone listening to this podcast. So it's seemingly less. It's seemingly less deadly, but still, it's like if you have a if you have a vaccine, you're less likely to be hospitalized. And right now, a lot of a lot of states are seeing overflow of hospitals again, and that's the problem. So, well, I mean, how many times do you please. do you really think you're going to be able to get people to take this shot every year? I don't believe that. No, I think people will more and more drop off. Yeah. And it'll be more so as the um if uh seemingly the illness becomes less severe. I mean, if it's just like, oh, you get the flu, you got COVID, whatever. Carry on your day. Flu's contagious. Not as yeah. contagious. It's also something that's detectable. It's not asymptomatic where it spreads. So that's why this is so I mean, you, it was from the jump. Like if it wasn't an asymptomatic thing, if it was just a hey, if you're coughing, stay home, you know? Then it would be a less it would be less of a oh shit problem. Hmm. It became an oh shit problem because you can have it and not know it. Yeah. Undetectable. So, exactly. So look, here in New Zealand, I can give you a quick update, right? They've they've opened up the floodgates. Everyone's walking around and free if you're vaccinated, right? So mm-hmm. on your phone, you get this pass that says, you know, here's a QR code. It's funny because like QR codes were kind of a thing that we remember. Do you remember when QR codes came out? Everyone's like, this is the future. This is how we're going to do everything. We're going to scan QR codes. And then, like, nobody used them. Like, everyone used yeah, to make it was like, QR codes. It was a way to – the best way I heard to describe QR codes, and this was when they first started coming out, was – and, you know, when they were just starting to – not really catching on at all, to your point. Mm-hmm. It was – it's a way to put a link yes. in the real world. Yes, exactly. So, it's like, you scan this thing, and it's like, you want to click on Google.com. It's like, okay, cool. But now QR codes have like they've actually found a use for them, which is apparently in a global pandemic. Right. So they sent you this thing. It's got a QR code on it and you go around everywhere. And every single time you go to a restaurant, they're like, can I scan your QR code? Can I, can I scan your vaccine pass? Right. Now, you'd think with this comes a long process, right? ID, lining up ID with the person on the name on the card, making sure it's you, yada, yada, yada. All you got to do is show them the thing and they scan it and they just go, look, it worked. <laughs> And I'm like, but that could totally not be me. 
So, yeah, so we've moved to this new world where you can kind of do what you want as long as you've got one of these vaccine passes. And the people who don't are going to suffer. Um, so, yeah, so, so I'm in, walking around. In New, York, in New York, you have to have your ID. If you, Even if you show that, you have to have your ID as well. Yeah, you would think so, right? Because then it's not like, hey, I could send you a picture of my – I could send you a screen grab of my QR code and you can basically be me even though you're not vaccinated. So that's kind of a problem, but that's where we are for now. And I think for the most part, and look, fair enough, retail people, restaurant people, they don't want to fight with you if, if your thing is like, that's not you. That's not, you know, and people go, yes, it is me. Why you want to see my ID? You don't have to see my ID. I gave you the thing, right? Like, they don't want to deal with that. They're just like, whatever. You took the effort to get one of these QR codes, just come in. It's fine. Um, so yeah, that's where we are. And Omicron has reached us um, from a... Um, uh, the isolation standpoint, right? So people inside those isolation hotels, there's four of them that now have Omicron. It's only, only going to be a matter of time before the o- Oma Omni, whatever it's called, Cron, Omicron, um, Omicron hits our. Pretty sure, uh, pretty sure Omicron was a, was also a planet in Ratchet and Clank at one point. But who can be sure? I feel like Omicron was something else as well. I don't know. I feel but, like Omicron was like a lot of a lot of game stuff. Well, I mean, it's a Greek letter, right? Like it's alphabet. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. It got there pretty quick. Pretty quick. Delta, big problem. Meh, not really. Then well, now uh, people are like, I got Delta. What you I got Omicron. Like it's kind of <laughs> that's where we're headed, right? So Yeah. Yeah. It's uh it's not over. This thing's gonna be with us forever. Sorry. Yeah, it is. Deal with it. It's over. Yep. And th- and they got the pills coming out, but the pills may or may not work against Omicron. So that's cool. <laughs> uh what a big uh big shit show. I actually when I got my booster, um I went to a local local pharmacy and this woman was there getting her first shot and she's like yeah i just thought it was time i got the uh and and this woman kind of proved my point which is i think i know why the holdouts are really holding out and that's Mm. just because they're afraid of needles no they're afraid of needles stuff they're afraid of needles no they're not giving away free stuff anymore i would have held out if someone was like look man we're gonna give you a hundred bucks if you get this vaccine they don't do that anymore they don't do it well, not in America. They missed the window. They missed the window. But no, it's just a fear of needles because this woman was panicking because really? the dude who goes in before me came out and he's sitting in the waiting area, you know, because they're like, just hang out for like 10 minutes or so to make sure you don't like explode or something. And this guy is just like rubbing his arm. Oh, and she's drama like king. drama king. Yeah. I was like, and she says, oh, does does it hurt? Does it hurt? He's like, yeah. It hurts. And I was like, no, it doesn't. <laughs> no, Did you it say doesn't. that? Yeah. Oh, I was wow. like, no, it I said, no, it doesn't. He's being a, he's being overly dramatic. <laughs> oh, New York. He said he's it doesn't hurt. He's being a diva. Man yeah, up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's kind of the attitude I took. And and he was laughing and she's like, Oh, okay. I was like, Yeah, I got it. I was like, What do you get him? She's like, Pfizer. I said, I got Pfizer too. Doesn't hurt that much. I was like, it's fine. I said, it's fine. And then um so then I go in, I go, and um, I get mine, and I come out, and she's like, Why did you she's get like, Moderna? Really nervous. Can I ask? Was there a reason why? Uh, was it because of Dolly Parton? Yes. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> from what I heard, they said it's actually better to, it, like, the efficacy is somewhat raised if you get, like, Moderna. If you mix and match. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. Um, so that's Johnson and Johnson, it. they're like, look, guys, this one shot thing. <laughs> this, this Dude, not, not, it's not great. They, right? they like, kind of fucked up because Johnson and Johnson now they uh, they're like, yeah, if you got Johnson and Johnson like two months ago, then you need to get a booster like now and not Johnson and Johnson. <laughs> I love it. So, I love it that like the so, most the most like oh, uh, I'm just gonna get one shot of this thing 
is like the one that like definitely doesn't work. <laughs> like everyone's like, look, guys, this Johnson and Johnson thing is not great. Yeah. That's so. That's so this woman, anyway, she went through with it. She comes out. She's like, huh, it didn't hurt at all. I was like, yeah, I know. <laughs> it's fine, right? She's like, yeah, I don't know what I was worried about. I'm like, all right, cool. And, uh, and I left and I'll never see that person again. So yeah. cross the street, get dinner, sit at the bar. And, um, and the woman asked for my vaccine. I was like, yeah, here you go. They asked see the proof. And I said, yeah, I just, I was like, literally just updated this. I got it. I just got my booster. She's like, okay. She's like, I, she says, I just got mine like two weeks ago. Is it booster? She's like, no, no, no. I got, I just got the Johnson Johnson just to the one shot. I had to get it because I'm traveling. It's like, what? This it's woman funny. who's a server at a restaurant, constantly dealing with people, no desire, just like, oh, I guess I got to get it. Otherwise they won't let me into the, into Mexico. So yeah, you know, still some holdouts out there. And then she's like, and I was sick for like two days. I'm like, wow, two days, huh? Tell that to those, tell that to the 800,000 dead people. <laughs> did you tell her that? <laughs> no, I didn't. Well, I did say though, well, it's probably better than getting the, than getting COVID. And she said, Meh. but she got the Johnson Johnson. So she's fucked in two months. Anyway. <laughs> and that's the problem. Like people are, yeah, I don't want to spend this whole thing talking about COVID, but still, no, it's, I don't know where we're headed. Cause I got, I think we're all going to head at the same, at the same thing. Now people in New Zealand are like, Oh, what about Omicron? And it's like, well, it's the same as Delta. So just get your shot and we'll deal with it. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. Well, look, um, I got a bunch of news stories that I've been like piling up. That but we can talk we about. I that, want to talk about some of that stuff, but yeah, okay, go ahead. Before we do that, I want to talk about your you. You sent me from so from my perspective, right? This is maybe a couple of weeks ago. You sent me a message that's at about six o'clock my time, right? So this is about midnight your time. No, and you, this was this was like no three. No, the first message you sent me, the first message you sent me was, "Hey, are you around?" And I was oh, like, "Yeah." And I was like, "Well, that's weird. Why is he sending me a message at six? But all right, maybe he's up." And I was like, "Hey, sorry, I'm not. I'm in meetings. I'm, I'll be done soon." And then you didn't answer me, right? And then, right, I think I actually went to dinner with somebody. Like, something happened. And I get home, and it's like 10 o'clock. Like, 10 o'clock my time, right? 10 p.m. And you send me a message that says, hey, so I'm, I'm up now. Can I call you? <laughs> and then you also said, hey, it'd be great if Alice was around as well in some way or shape or form. And I was like, uh-oh. And I, I, was, I was honestly worried. I was like, is something oh, okay. wrong? Like, did something happen? Right? So of course I'm like, well, yeah. Like if you're if you're messaging me at 10 p.m. my time, then something must be up. Something must be wrong. Uh oh. Let me let, let me let me answer my phone. Let me answer Google and see. Right. So you you can you can take it from from. Well, no, I want to hear your side of the story. Okay. All right, I want, so you, I want you to story. explain okay. it because yeah. I've also explained it to you and I've told yes. the story a lot. So it'd be great okay. to hear it from a different perspective. Okay. So look. So so yeah. So we do this call. You call me, and like you turn the camera on. And I'm kind of sitting there and be like, did you get like beat up? Like what like what happened? Like why are you like like panicking? Like what's up? And you answer the phone and you're like, hey, like, you know, I I need to show you something. It's 3 30 in the morning, my time. Yeah. And I was like, and I was like, uh oh, like what? Like like what happened? I was just thinking something bad had happened, right? Because who is calling you at 3 30 in the morning, right? So you do the thing and you did this perfectly, right? You know, you get the camera towards your face and you flip the camera around, right? You flipped the camera around. And I was shocked. I was shocked what was on the other side of that camera. Now, the amount of blood. Now, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to leave this. I'm going to leave this here for people who are listening because I'm sure everyone's on the edge of their seat, right? Someone, you, you flip the camera around and you show me, you show me the rest of your apartment. 
Now, now I think you can pick up the story from here because I think for the most part that that leads into the rest of it. So please, I want to leave people in suspense here. I want to, I want them to try to figure out what 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 was going on in your apartment at three thirty in the morning that you felt awake enough to send me a message halfway across the world. Well, I was um, I was being kept up. Something in my apartment was keeping me awake. Something that I let into my home only a few hours before this moment, undertaking something that I probably should not have done, but I did it anyway, out of the kindness of my heart. I took it a cat <laughs> <laughs> that was just chilling in front of my door when I got home earlier that night. And I came back, I, when I got to my apartment, it was about oh, like nine, ten o'clock or so. And this cat was just like leaning against my door and like on the door sleep, like just chilling. And then I get there, like it's looking at me like, I don't know what you're trying to do. You ain't mine. You're not my cat. And I and at first I like try to get into my apartment without letting this cat in and I'm successful. (laughs) And the cat then just and then I'm like, then I feel guilty about it. And I call and I call Brittany first. I'm basically like going through my Rolodex of people that own cats. Cat people. So I, exactly. So I start with Brittany. And then I also realized all the people that I didn't call who are also cat people. There's a lot of them out there. <laughs> There's a lot of cat um, people. There are a lot of cat people. And so I called Brittany and her reaction is, why does this never happen to me? And that was weird. But <laughs> well, because she has cats, right? Like, cats I know, but she wants, I, she wants a she, rando cat. She wants, I guess she just wants a rando cat to show up and then she takes it in like some sort of weird cat Disney movie. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so, so she, so I'm like, I feel bad about this cat. I was like, should I bring it? I was like, I'm thinking about trying to get it. How can I help? How can I, uh, I said, I feel like I should take it in. I'll put up a sign outside, um, like on the front door of the apartment. Cause I feel like it's somebody's in the apartment and I, what can I do to, get this thing in my apartment because I'm like, I'm like, the worst thing that happens is I kept this thing from coming inside my apartment and then somebody steps on this thing when they're going down the stairs because the cat's just chilling on the stairs. You know, people run downstairs. I run downstairs. They don't know where they're going. You know, they're on their phones. They're out there. They're on the TikToks, right? So, so anyway, she tries to give me all these tips and then she, then she has to get off and she also told me how what to do she's like do you have a box and i was like yeah i got some boxes she's like okay well you can um basically put a towel in one box and then shred up a bunch of paper and put that in another box and that can be like a makeshift uh litter box if needed all right so i grab the uh so i do that and then i try to lure this thing into into the apartment and um and then it, it nothing is successful by the way then uh, another neighbor comes back and they have a cat I guess they took the cat in a walk or something. I have no idea. But anyway, downstairs neighbor. And I said, hey, do you by chance have a second cat? And he's like, no, why? And I said, because there's like a cat up here. <laughs> and I don't know whose it is. And I was going to try to, you know, I figured maybe it's yours. I said, but honestly, I said, I'm willing to take it in and look after it and, you know, try to figure out whose it is tomorrow. And he says, and so we, first of it, this guy, we walk up the stairs and he goes up and I'm like, yeah, there it is. Like, oh, it's a cat. I was like, yeah, that's what I just said. This is ridiculous. <laughs> like, that's literally what he said. Like, this is this is stupid. So, but anyway, <laughs> after trying to 
coerce this cat. Eventually, the dude just literally just goes over, picks him up, and then brings him to my apartment. And then just we just basically throw him inside. And then the cat, <laughs> and then we've officially we've successfully got the cat. Um, next person I call is Drew. It's about twelve o'clock at this point. Um, and I and my main thing is, well, shit. Now I got this cat in my apartment. One, I'm allergic to cats, so that's a fun part. Um, I've already before I've done this, I've already like kind of put on my battle armor, meaning I've taken Zyrtec and I've used like the nasal spray to make sure I'm I'm good to go. So you're ready. I mean, as point. ready as ready ready as I'll ever be. Uh, the biggest problem, and then the other issue was that the cleaning lady literally came that day. So I was like, oh, God, and I'm going to have to like just basically clean up all this fur all over the place after the you're going to okay, have to we're... clean your own place. Oh. I know, like a like a <laughs> like a savage. <laughs> like a... <laughs> so uh, I, like, a, yeah. So anyway, I um, but I asked Drew, I'm like, so what can I do tomorrow morning? Like I put up this sign that says I have a cat. I described the cat. I gave my number, told my apartment number, all that stuff. And I said I can. Uh, and And I was like, but you know, can I go to work in the morning? You know, we got, got a bunch of people in town and all that stuff. He says, yeah. He's like, you're probably fine. He's like, that's the beauty of cats. He's like, they're easy enough to train. He's like, you, he's like, go out. He's like, if nobody's claimed the cat in the morning, just get when, um, he's like, just go to a, go to a drugstore, get, get kitty litter, throw that in the box, drop the cat in the box. And it'll know at that moment, that's where he's got to do his business. And then <laughs> you're fine. And then, and then you could go to work and, you know, take the next step from there. Like, all right, cool. Um, then I'm like, then after that's all sorted out, I'm like, okay, got it. Then I try to go to sleep and I cannot go to sleep because this cat is now starts like meowing every few every couple minutes. And is also now like kind of walking around my head, making this kind of rumbling noise. And, and this is how I described it to you. Know. You said it's rumbling. And I'm like, that sounds like a rumbling. Is, all I'm hearing is happy. He's happy. He's enjoying your presence. The cat wanted to play, and cats yeah, are I nocturnal. Was, I was in bed. Yeah, and the cat's like, uh, "Buddy, it's nighttime. It's time to go." Hey, this is when I'm ranger. Yeah. So the the funny thing is, and 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 then so when we were on the phone, because at this point it's about three thirty, where I'm like, I can't. I need help. I don't know what to do. I think this thing's gonna. I think this thing's pissed off. I don't know what's yeah, going yeah, on. Yeah, you're like, I think he's gonna attack me, and I was like, this cat. I and didn't think he was gonna that, attack me. I was the, just like, he was pissed. Well, no, the something. funny thing, you're like, he's pissed, and 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 for people to know, I'm watching this video of this cat who's like rolling around and showing his belly, and I'm like, this cat is so far from pissed. Well, that's <laughs> cat that's is... the part where you said, well, can you? What happens if you try to pet it? I'm like, oh, I guess it's into it. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, if you're petting it. If it was pissed, it wouldn't let you touch it. Yeah. So I've got a cat that, that that's not a fan of 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 most humans, mm-hmm. and that cat will let you know, don't touch me. <laughs> like mm-hmm. you, too many pats, one to pat too many, whop, slap you until you get back. <laughs> this cat, this cat was purring, it was belly flopping around, it was following you around. It was it was a great old time. So Alice was sitting there going, "Oh, this cat is adorable." Yeah, and very cute you're cat. asking me like, "What do I do?" And I was like, "Get this cat out!" I was like, "Go take this cat to the SPCA. It's not your cat." And and so that's yeah, that's not so what you, you said. Yeah. That's not what you said. What, what did I say then? You said keep the cat. Well, that's what I said first. Well, I said, well, what are you gonna do? Keep it? And you're like, well, no. I'm like, well, then give it to the SPCA. And you're like, no, well, well, Alice gave. So Alice actually gave helpful advice. Yes, because she's a cat person. I just happen to live with one. <laughs> yeah, difference. exactly. So that, and that's why I said, is she around too? <laughs> yes, like, because I know. would have been useless. Yeah, I was useless. and. Uh, 
Yeah. So Alice is like, do you have tinfoil? I said, yeah. She says, well, get a sheet of that, roll it into a ball and give it to the cat. And I did. <laughs> and then the cat was just having a blast and yes. it was just playing with this ball of tinfoil. I mean, cats are stupid. We could agree on this, right? Like <laughs> yeah, cats, cats are dumb. Are, cats are, like, kind the, of dumb. What do you want to do? I'm going to keep this dude all up until he gives me a ball of tinfoil. This is dumb. Yep. This is the, these are the antics of a crate of a madman. <laughs> like that's, yes. that's all it could be. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And then at that point, the thing was having a grand old time. I, I wasn't like worried anymore. I'm like, all right, I guess it's cool. And, uh, and then before we got off the call, you were like, I think you should keep it. Give it a New York name, <laughs> name it Juan. <laughs> <laughs> or, or Juanita. Or Juanita. Yeah. That was the other option. If it's because I was like, it might be a lady and you, it might be a lady cat. And you were like, Juanita. <laughs> I think you said it like that. And. Juanita. And then at that point, I said goodbye. I went to sleep. I woke up. Cat was at my feet on the bed, just chilling. Like, yeah, we're buds now. I'm like, I guess. Yeah. Wake up to a text. Yeah. From uh, from neighbor. She's like, hey, I saw your note. Yeah, my cat. When can I? When can I get it? I was like, right now. Come on, (laughs) immediately. Get get your immediately get this cat. And uh, yeah, got up, walked the door. She was there. Its name was not found out. Its name was not Juanita. Or it was not or one, exactly. but it but it was indeed cappuccino. And you know what's real funny? That's a terrible name for a black and white cat, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's a bad. Name. I mean, maybe. it's a great name would, for a cat that looks like the color of cappuccino, like a brown cat, but like a brown cat, mm-hmm. like a cat with maybe some with with a bit of white patchy fur as well, right? Like a brown and white cat, perfect well, cap- the name cappuccino. Well, cappuccino could be, you know, depending on how it's made. Like I'm looking at all these pictures of cappuccino and oftentimes there's like that layer of foam at the top. So it is like kind of this, but, but it's not black. You're right. It's It's not not black. uh, That's the problem. You need like a, like a brown cream color, not Mm -hmm. a black. And this, I would have just named the cat black and white New York cookie. (laughs) (laughs) What's the nickname? If you live in New York, black and white New York cookie would be the name. So I just call it cookie. and you just call it cookie for sure. Just call it cookie. Why is this name cookie? Look, it looks like a black and white That's, New York uh, cookie. I was just thinking of what uh that have you ever seen Men of Honor? I have. That's what Robert Downer that's what Robert De Niro <laughs> calls uh Cuba Gooding Jr. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, cookie. I don't think yeah. it's definitely racist. So yeah, I, I think probably it is. shouldn't have said that, but, but that's what yes. he called them. But they were but, buds. Yeah. They were friends at the end, I guess. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But yeah, the New York style black and white cookie is a New York classic. And so, yeah, cappuccino, which is a fun name. It's a fun name for an animal. It's a fun name. And it's a good, it's a good punctuation point to the to the story. And that that will mark two people that live in my building that I know the name of their cats, but not them. <laughs> there you go. Just how it goes. And the other one, if you're wondering, that cat's name was Black Beauty and then she said, but I always call him Blackie. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh. Not really sure how I feel about that. But Uh-oh. What are you going to do? This is someone well, else who, who was walking a cat. Well, I, in a, I, in a I, I, I remain with this. If you walk a cat, you are crazy. <laughs> You're a crazy person. If you have your cat on a leash, you are nuts. Uh, has uh, Alice ever thought about purchasing a cat stroller? This this cat is not getting in a stroller. He's not getting in nothing. This cat does what he wants. So no, he's not so getting in cat, a stroller. So what if the cat just like tugged at your uh, tugged at your shirt and said, "Take me on a walk." 
Hey, walk. You got to go on a walk? Yeah. Then what happens? You got to do it, right? Take it on a walk. Yeah, I don't think you have a choice. <laughs> Take it on a walk. All right, man. I mean, that's this is how cats work now. Like, it's the cats tell you what to do. It's different from dogs, right? Like, and this is why I would say I'm a dog person because dogs need you, right? They really do. They're like, hey, man, you're back. I thought you left me forever, but you're back. Let's play. Let's have fun. Yeah. You're tired? Okay, I'm tired too. I'm going to sleep. Hey, man, well, what do you want to do now? You got food? I'm going to eat the food. Hey, let's go for a walk. Man, walks are fun. And cats like kind of like, are you going to feed me? And then it's like, you should leave me alone. And then it's like, hey, get up. I want to play. It's midnight. That, those are yeah, cats, it's right? It's three in the morning. Give me a tinfoil yeah. ball. Thanks. Get up. <laughs> get up now. Meow. Meow, meow, meow. Get up. So yeah, cats are, but cats are cool though. It's, it's interesting to watch cats. Plenty, cats, pl- yeah. I could assure you, plenty of dogs do the same thing. Yes, they do. They do. And some of the dogs like. And uh, they're uh, louder. Uh, yeah. And they they're, they're not just telling you, they're telling anybody yes. in the in earshot. And that's one of usually my favorite, a lot of people. One of my favorite things to watch is, is the Sheba scream. It's amazing to watch Shebas when they're upset because they scream. Yeah, they don't bark. They do like this, yeah, and it's, it's like terrifying to watch. It's like it yelp. is, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah. But look at that. You are you? So you're not a cat person. Cappuccino didn't come into your life and change it. Uh, let me just say this: um, this this moment with the cat, I I did enjoy my time with Cappuccino. Uh, Cappuccino was a cool cat. Other than he was a cool cat. None she? of the none of the issues that I had with Cappuccino were her fault. They were just due to my own ignorance. Yes. Um, but yeah, I'm at, um, that we, there was a moment and that moment is gone. And I don't know if I need to do that again, but I'm not opposed to it. Not opposed to it. I'm not opposed to the cat life, but yeah, I actually, I actually did look up. I was like, cause people were like, Oh, you can get a bald cat. I was like, no, you don't want a bald cat. Those cats not going to get a bald cat. Then I mean, what does that, what does that make me? guy with a bald cat walking in in a stroller then that's like another level of crazy <laughs> if you want a cat the, the the main coon i think is my favorite cat well there's like hypoallergenic cats main coons are not hyper and again i'm allergic to cats as well but i feel like over time i have i have, I have my i think yeah i think you could definitely yeah so, there are so the main coon the main coon looks the the number one image if you type in main coon into google it looks like a black and gray lion. How do you this spell that? Amazing. Oh, I definitely. M A I N E. Google's listening. We found it. Yes. Oh my god, See, this thing's big. It's big, but it looks like a boss. <laughs> I like a big cat. Oh my god, it looks like a little tiger. This is my. It is cat. It's awesome. Yeah, right? this cat's Hell awesome. Yeah. yeah, Maine coons are great. Oh my so, god, I could never, but I want it. <laughs> but I yeah, never. right. It's cool. Yeah, it's cool. Oh my like, god, Maine coons this, are. They're bigger awesome than me. Cat. Yeah, I can take it out. Huge. I could take it for a ride, though. Yeah. This is the opposite of what I'd want. This is the opposite <laughs> of what I. Uh, this is the opposite of what I'd need, though, because yes. I would need something, um, that would not that would leave like as little bit of a trail as possible. This is going to leave. Yeah. Or I am going to have cat, like if three I can make couches, suggestion. Yeah. and two of them are going to be made of Maine Coon fare. Uh, hair. If I if I can make another suggestion, the other cat that I would suggest is a bangle. Bangle cat. B e n g a l. Yeah, I know how to spell bangle. Thanks. I just went to uh, Bangle Tiger, an Indian restaurant in the city. Oh, this is cool. This is a cool looking right? cat. Looks Slick. like a leopard. Looks like a leopard. Big hunters, though. That's the problem. Is that you oh. might come back with all of the mice in your apartment. 
Yeah, but they'll be dead. But they'll be dead. Maybe. Because cats are weird. <laughs> They're like, is it dead? Nah, I'm going to play with it a bit more. I'm going to play with it. Play with it. Play with it. And then I'll kill it. Because cats are sick. <laughs> God, kitten, kittens really are uh, quite I'm telling you, cats are... I'm, I'm not a cat person. I'll, I will admit this. But if someone told me they've got a Maine Coon, I'm taking it. <laughs> taking it. That would be a hell of an operation. Because this cat is awesome. This cat is huge. It's big. And it's a boss. It's a big and furry boss. A, so I sent you a, uh, I sent you an article that I found from Pumpkin.care. I'm sure that's reliable. <laughs> and this is the ten best cat breeds for allergies. The first cat suffers. that they show you is smooth like a baby. Smooth. Oh yeah, the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the top. Um, that, yeah. That's like the the Sphinx cat, I think. But yeah, it's like so the, the Doctor Evil cat. <laughs> Yeah, so the ones here... No, the Dr. Evil cat is bald. That is a bald cat. Yeah, that is bald, yeah. Oh, no, so the one at the top, that was the Oriental short hair cat. Yes. It's an interesting one. I gotta say, the Siberian one looks kind of cool, though. Kind of looks like it's got a little Maine Coon in him. Looks like it would be an asshole, but it also looks kind of cool. You know, yeah. The the Devon Rex and the Cornish, the Cornish Rex. Rex. yeah. Cornish the Rex Haven- looks kind of freaky. Havanese. Like, that one's actually kind of cool looking. That was not bad. Look the at you Sphinx, becoming a cat person. Freaky. Burmese. Nah. The uh, the Ossa cat. Which and is like kind of like the, the Bengal, Russian right? blue. I'm actually digging this Russian blue one. A lot of people are a fan of these blue cats, these Russian blue cats. Why? What's the deal? Is it because they're, just they're, they're, they're like dark gray? Yeah. And you click on this. Meet the Russian blue. He's got a high kitty IQ. Ah, I get it. It's like that's a cute rhyme. Yeah, it's fun. yeah. So these blue cats. A lot of people like these blue cats. These blue cats are. Uh, I kind of like it. Oh my god, these. these and again, uh, and again, look, we're, we're looking at designer cats here. So the cat purist will tell you to adopt a cat that needs a home versus get one of these these breeding, you know, style cats, designer cats. But mm-hmm. I like me a designer cat. <laughs> I'm yeah, not a cat person, so give me that Maine Coon. Give me that designer, you know, built in a Petri dish through years and years of forest breeding. Give me that guy. Yeah, here's what they say. Recognizable. This is what it says about the Russian blue. Um, they have a short but dense coat, and they may shed a little more than some of the breeds on our list, so they may not be the best choice if you have serious allergies. Generally, oh, however, these cats keep their coats well-maintained, and regular brushing can help minimize shedding to allergens. Yeah, I don't think that's the one. Although, yeah, cool looking cat. I don't blame people if people are all is if that's a designer cat that people are all about. Yeah, I can see cool it. Cool looking cat. Anyway, not getting a cat. So, uh, <laughs> that's. <laughs> well, if I if get I a, a cat, I'll let you know. Okay, cool. Let me know how that works out. You wouldn't be able to ride it, but I would be able to ride it. Yes, you would. You know for sure I would. So that's cool. Anyway, um, that was the most exciting thing that's happened to me since we recorded last time and in the news there's been some exciting things as well so i got like there are five stories that i have we're not going to do five stories okay but i will give you i'm going to tell you what they are and then we can basically choose which ones we want to which ones we want to read all right so here we go i got um i got two stories from tesla one is about a um their um, their ATV for kids. Uh, another, okay. another is about their fifty dollar whistle. Uh, then I got, um, I got uh, maple syrup shortages in Canada. That's not a new thing, though. That one's not new. 
Well, this like, was written, like they actually this, have like reserves like, of maple syrup, like yeah, exactly gold, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like three weeks ago, and then yeah. um, we got um, uh, Ridley Scott on why the last duel's box office failed. <laughs> okay, uh, and then I got North Korea banning laughter. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. Well, look, let's do North Korea. Mm-hmm. And let's do one of the SpaceX stories. You mean Tesla? Tesla, sorry. And let's do the Ridley Scott movie story during the uh, media therapy. During the uh, the the media therapy. Okay, this sounds good. Okay, cool. So we'll so Canada. Sorry, you've been vetoed. Um, All right. So let's talk about this. the cyber quad. <laughs> well, you know what? Let's not veto. I only picked two stories, right? One of the SpaceX stories. We yeah. can talk about Canada. All right, fine. All right, we'll do them both. Well, we can, those are the three. No, no, right? we'll, let's do... All right, here we go. Dude, okay, so Tesla. So I got two things from Tesla. So first, both of these are from Engadget. Mm-hmm. The electric ATV... Okay, so Tesla is selling a $1,900 cyber quad ATV for kids. And I'm going to send you the link so you can see them. So you can see the... Can you stop calling like? stuff cyber this, cyber that? Like, it's not 1970. Oh, you'd buckle up because the next one is worse. The Cyber electric. Wisdom. That's right. That's exactly what it is. The electric ATV has 15 miles of range and, and a top speed of 10 miles per hour. Tesla has started selling the Cyber Quad, but it's not the ATV it previewed when it unveiled its electric truck in 2019. No, the Cyber Quad you can now buy from the automaker store is a much smaller version of the vehicle meant kids. Yes. And yes, it actually works. I think it meant, meant for kids. Um, the four-wheel ATV is powered by a lithium-ion battery and will run on electricity like its bigger version. It has a 15 mile, it has 15 miles of range with a configurable top speed of 10 miles per hour, a full steel frame, a cushioned seat, adjustable suspension, and LED light bars. In other words, it looks like a shrunken down version of a legit ATV. A small cyber quad will set you back $1,900 and is expected to start shipping within the next two to four weeks. This was written about like two weeks ago. But before you seriously start considering getting it as a gift for your kids this Christmas, know that Tesla says that orders aren't guaranteed to arrive before the holidays. Also, it's only currently available from Tesla's U.S. shop and can only be shipped to continental United States. We first saw a glimpse of the CyberQuad, the actual one for adults, at the Cybertruck event where it rode onto the back of a truck to show how how its adaptive suspension enables easier loading. Musk then confirmed that it will be available for purchase initially as an option for Cybertruck buyers. So that's the Cyber ATV. And then we'll just quickly jump through Real this quick, one. Though, the only answer I have for this is how until do you think you will see these on the streets of New York City being ridden by grown men before or sorry. Yeah. Before winter ends. <laughs> oh, I mean. I'll let you know the moment I see it. It'll it'll okay. probably be soon. That's a yes, you would right? Imagine. Sometime in January, you're going to find some grown ass man yeah, on one of yeah. these oh, things yeah. in the middle of Brooklyn, speeding yeah. down the street. It's coming because I I mean these are New Yorkers already oh, yeah. use ATVs in streets. When I'm like, I don't think that's legal. <laughs> yeah, and they and they can afford this, so yes. that's that's going to yeah. happen. Yeah, exactly. So I could see it. I could all see it happening in Manhattan as well. Like maybe somebody's just riding around in one of the parks. Um, but yeah, I'll probably see one of these in the wild by the end of January for sure. Right. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. Here we go. Tesla also made a $50 cyber whistle and it's already sold out. Um, 
As he showed with the flamethrower, Tesla CEO Elon Musk has a knack for selling weird gadgets that often have little to do with the company's main business. The latest example is a $50 cyber whistle, a collectible whistle in the form of Tesla's cyber truck, and it's already sold out. Uh, $50 is a lot for a whistle, though it is a nice looking whistle that that at least has some relation to Tesla, unlike the boring co- companies, not a flamethrower. Quote, inspired by Cybertruck, the limited edition Cyber Whistle is a premium collectible made from a medical grade stainless steel with a polished finish. The whistle includes an integrated attachment feature for added versatility, end quote, the description states. I imagine... Oh, where the hell was I? Wrong article. I imagine it takes a bit of time to design a truck-shaped whistle, so it's likely to test... (laughs) Whiffle. Whistle. Is that what I said? Yeah, you kind of said whiffle, but that's all right. Sorry. Whistle, cyber whistle is a hard thing to say. Yeah. I'd take a sip. So it's likely that Tesla has been planning to sell it for a while as a temporary product, much like the $1,500 Tesla branded surfboard. Musk might have seen the $19 Apple cloth, though, though, and sensed a solid marketing angle. Quote, don't waste your money on that silly Apple cloth. Buy our whistle instead. End quote. He (laughs) tweeted. It appears to have worked as the cyber whistle sold out just hours after going on sale. It looks like Tesla will restock it at some point, though, according to Tesla's store description. As for Cybertruck itself, Tesla supposedly has over a million reservations, but its release is quietly delayed to 2022. Is it actually loud, though? Like, what's the benefit of this whistle over other whistles? Uh, It doesn't just marketing ploy that uh, looks like the truck. Is that it? Well, I guess you can get it on the it it the description still on the no, it's literally the description is what I said. It's just a whistle. It's just a premium feeling whistle, I guess, and it looks like your stupid truck. <laughs> yeah. That's it. All yeah. right. Well, yeah, Elon Musk is making weird stuff. So, there you go. Yeah, but what do you think about this uh ATV for kids? I like how it's like, yeah, you can't have your big size ATV, but here's something for children. Well, I mean, you again, like it's I mean, I'm sure it's probably prototyping this to some degree. Right. And going like, well, let's just make one for kids. That's fun. He probably, you know, he's probably thinking, well, if my kid was three years older, I whatever his kid's name is, I'd, I'd give him one of these. It seems like it's fun. Right. It's kind of like a power wheel. It's like a new age power wheel. Yeah, I guess. And I did, guess did you want uh, a power wheel as a kid? Because I did. I wanted one and that wasn't happening. But I, I wanted one of these little trucks I could ride around in. It seemed like it would be fun. Oh yeah, like uh, yeah, one of these rideable trucks. Yeah, that'd be yeah. dope. My yeah, those uh, kids that always had power one. wheels. Yeah, you'd watch around and be like, man, these kids, these kids are balling. But I don't know if that's true now, though. Yeah, it's like anytime else you you know you see. Yeah, I mean that that's the kind of cool egregious shit that you probably yeah. want, but yeah, it's just like yeah, you don't need that. It's dangerous. You can drive to traffic. Yeah, get on your bike and do that instead well now kids aren't even allowed to ride on their bikes like i mean yeah and i guess this is i mean and atvs are dangerous people die on atvs you can that's what i that's that what thing. would more stood out to me because that yeah. they're selling an atv for kids and i'm like wait people i mean it's not on fast, ATVs all the time. like a kid can ride his bike faster than 10 miles an hour yeah 10 miles an hour is not that fast hmm. slow okay slow if you say so it's yeah, about as fast as my slap shot yeah your slap shot's not 10 miles an hour <laughs> yeah you're right it's probably more like five or six it's really bad <laughs> How now I'm interested. How fast is a it's gotta be in the hundred miles an hour speed, right? What? What as a slap shot. 
Like if a tennis serve oh not not is, mine. I mean, like a no, not yours. But I'm talking shot? about from like a professional, right? Yeah, it, it's around 105.9 miles an hour is the fastest slap shot in the history of hockey. From from, can you guess who? Think uh, large man. <laughs> uh, Le Cavier. That guy was big. What is what is his name? Zidane. Zidane Charles. Zidane oh, Chara. Yeah, Chara. Yeah, yeah okay. He's a big man. Sense. He's a big mountain of a man. Yeah, and he's on D. Um, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, okay. so he's got a hundred five point nine mile per hour slap shot. So yeah, like a ten a miles an hour is not fast at all. A lot of weight behind that. I mean, I think tennis serves. Like I think being or Serena's tennis serve was over. I think she hit over a hundred, at least a hundred k. I think. Yeah. So ten hardest slap shots in NHL history. Yeah, let's see her serve speed. How fast is her serve? Jerome she averages Jimba. an impressive one hundred and six miles an hour from a serve. Damn. That's how fast Serena Williams serves the ball. That's crazy. So her oh. fastest serve achieved was 128 miles an hour, which she achieved at the Holy at the Australian shit. Open in 2013. And speaking Damn. of which, I, I I have watched King Richard, so we can talk about that during we can talk about that during media therapy. But yeah, okay, cool. I mean that's nuts. Like Serena's a Ser, <laughs> Serena's the best to ever play that sport, like by far. Oh yeah, yeah. It's anyway. I don't know. I don't know if I'd get my kid a uh, an ATV, but good news. I don't have kids. Don't worry about that. And uh, are you feeling FOMO that you can't get this fifty dollar whistle? No. No. And, I mean, unless uh, it's unless it's like overly loud, like there's got to be something about it. That's I mean, there's you can't nothing even... about it. I don't. I can't. I'm. It honestly I, this looks is the like the entire something... description. You, they don't even try to say it's loud. They don't try to hype it up at all. They're literally ju- their description might as well say this is a whistle. This is what it says. Honestly, inspired by Cybertruck, the limited edition yeah. Cyber Whistle is a premium collectible made from medical grade stainless steel with a polished finish. The whistle includes an integrated attachment feature for added versatility. It says nothing nonsense. about how loud it is. There's nothing about anything. It's just I a think fucking whistle. This, this looks like something you would chip your teeth on. It's my oh, general yeah. feeling. Looks like it would hurt. It like, looks does like it even you would come not, with the yeah. um, with the lanyard? Like could I or use even it? the fingers? Even the, the 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 ring fingers for the whistle, right? Like the the hockey something. whistle. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think about the lanyard. So then you can like because that, then you got it like chill it in your mouth all the time and then you spit it out dramatically the finger whistles better the fingers whistles better because you can just put it up to your mouth and you can do actions with the other hand at the same time it's a big whistle yeah but if it's hanging around your neck then you can use both your hands choke on it wow (laughs) not gonna this whistle looks like you can choke on it that's what it looks like it's big but they don't even give you a size comparison like how big is the whistle I don't know it's it's not the size. I mean, yeah, this could be banana for scale, right? This could be anything. This could be huge. It could be tiny. It's probably just like a normal whistle. Anyway, I mean, Elon Musk is just kind of annoying, right? Like we can, like, look, we can, we can agree yeah. that it's cool that he's cool and he likes to, like, he's cool for thinking of doing things that other people aren't going to pay for, but he's really annoying. Yeah, he's just like a troll at this point, and like the guy's brilliant, sure, but something. It, it's like one of those things. It's like you, what the the Dark Knight quote. Either die a hero or you live long enough to become the villain. And he is he's skirting. He, he's he's uh, walking that line. So you better finish your boring company shit fit quick because you need you need a couple of W's there. I mean, you know? between that and flamethrowers and he's just kind of it's like enough. It's like, can you just kind of like, can you make a, an electric car that actually is is, you know, can you make a truck? Can you make all these things and stop talking about stuff like it'd be great? 
Um, but look, I know people like they like Tesla because Tesla's a very profitable company now, especially if you invested in it early. Like I get it. People love Tesla. Yeah, it's fine. People love, love the cars SpaceX. too. Tesla yeah, the cars, love their cars are apparently nice. They love their cars. Yeah. But again, he's just annoying. Like just go away. But yeah. He won't. He won't. No. You know? Anyway. All right. Sticker. Let's go over to North Korea. Reading from Yahoo News, North Korea bans laughing for 11 days of mourning for 10th anniversary of Kim Jong-il's death. Okay, so only for 11 days. You know what? Okay. 11 days. North Koreans have been banned from showing any sign of happiness. Okay, that's escalating things a bit. For 11 (laughs) days in order to commemorate a 10-year anniversary of the death of Kim Jong-il. Why 11 days? It's like really specific. The restrictions include an explicit ban on laughter and alcohol during the 11 day period of mourning. Wow. They keep banning stuff. (laughs) That's what a dictatorship will do (laughs) in the exact anniversary of Kim on the exact anniversary of Kim Jong-il's death, November 17th, North Koreans will even be banned from going grocery shopping quote during the mourning period. We must not drink alcohol, laugh, or engage in leisure activities and quote a North Korean from the northeastern border city of oh boy, here we go. Sinuiju told Radio Free Asia or RFA quote, even if your family member dies during the mourning period, you are not allowed to cry out loud and the body must be taken out after it's over. People cannot even celebrate their own birthdays if they fall within the mourning period End quote. Kim Jong-il, who ruled the kingdom from 1994 until his death from a heart attack in 2011 at the age of 69, was the father of the current supreme leader, Kim Jong-un. His rule coincided with one of the darkest periods in North Korean history, the famine of the mid-1990s, which is euphemistically known as the arduous march. It is estimated that as many as 3.5 million people died during a a four-year period. Morning periods for Kim Jong-il and his father, Kim Il-sung, considered to be the father of the nation, are observed annually. Ordinarily, these periods last 10 days, but an extra 11th day has been added this year to commemorate a decade since Kim Jong-il's passing. Quote, in the past, many people in the past, many people who were caught drinking or being intoxicated during the morning period were arrested and treated as ideological criminals. They were taken away and never seen again. And quote, the source said police have been frowned, have been forewarned to look for those who do not who do not look sufficiently upset, according to RFA, citing a citing a second source from the southwestern province of South Huanghe. quote, from the first day of December, they will have a special duty to crack down on those who harm the mood of collective mourning, end quote, said the second source speaking under conditions of anonymity. Quote, it's a month-long special duty for the police. I heard that law enforcement officials cannot sleep at all, end quote. North Koreans are also required to make an extra effort to look after those who are hungry and impoverished during this time. North Korea is currently suffering from acute food shortages due to the coronavirus pandemic and economic sanctions, sparking fears of a second arduous march. Quote, residents must also work together to help out the Kotjebi, end quote, the second source said, referring to the growing number of North Korea's homeless street beggars. Quote, Social order and safety must be ensured so companies are responsible for collecting food to give to residents and employees who cannot come to work due to food shortages. Almost at the end here. Home stretch. The morning period. Yeah, yeah. Well, whatever. 
The morning period this year will consist of art exhibit, art exhibitions, a remembrance, remembrance concert, and an exhibit, an exhibit of the Kim Jong Gilia flower, named after the departed leader and official from the city of Tancheron told RFA. However, a few locals have been brave enough to speak out anonymously against the annual traditions, saying the morning period causes significant disruption to daily life. Quote, I just hope the morning period for Kim Jong-il will be shortened to one week, just like the morning period for Kim Il-sung, end quote, said one quoted by RFA. Quote, residents are complaining that the living are forced to mourn these two dead people to death, end quote. At the time, Kim Jong-il's death pictures, at the time of Kim Jong-il's death, pictures were broadcast around the world of citizens convulsing, crying, and thumping the ground mourning. At the time, state news agency KCNA said millions of North Koreans were, in quote, engulfed in indescribable sadness, end quote. Hmm. So question for you. Mm-hmm. If your baby is caught laughing, is that it? Baby's Toast. done? Baby's got to go to the cake, go to the labor camp. And how do we know that he doesn't want us to laugh and remember him positively instead of the the deep regret and sadness that we have? I'd figured, you know, like, hey, look, there should be a celebration of life. But people mourn differently. It seems like it's and you got to you got to mourn his way. Mourning is uh, you got to be. They sad. want you on your knees, banging your fist on the ground, screaming, "Why, God, why?" Is what they want. Yeah, it's like after the next day, you're going to grocery store. It's like, hey, man, you're not you're not sad enough. You just drop okay. to your knees and you just, I've been trying to hold it together, man. I just can't believe yeah, he's exactly. gone. Yeah, exactly. You got to do that. You got to play it up. And then they walk away and go, all right, he's sufficiently sad. So, yeah. yeah. So, for all you out there in North Korea, um, I look forward to, do you think North Korea has like dramas? They, they've got like a days of, days of our lives in North Korea? Oh, that's like, a good question. made for North Koreans, right? Like they, I, they have like state TV, but do you think that there's like a, like a specific like soap opera? Because like New Zealand has one, I'm going to, I think it's Shortland Street. Or like the Coronation Street in the UK, or like Days of Our Lives, General Hospital, right? Where it's like drama. I'm sure that there's one, there's a telenovela somewhere that's been on for like 60 years. And it's like every star that comes from somewhere in South America or Mexico comes through that pipeline. Like Australia has it as well. I forget what it's called in Australia, but like where Margot Robbie and all the Hemsworth brothers were all on like this, like this ongoing series as characters. I want to know what North Korea's General Hospital is. Yeah, I don't know. This I'm looking at this list of North Korean television series, but it's but this can't be right because it just ends at 2011 and then it says unknown and it's like the it just says it just shows the year so it doesn't show what it is. So I don't know if this is actually right because these are it's like don't wake up mom in three parts about a working couple, our warm home about daily life in North Korea in two parts. The class continues about daily life in North Korea in eight parts. It's like, this is the kind of our women's soccer team about daily life in North Korea in three parts. Like these are the descriptions that I got. This can't be right. I got yeah, So yeah, if look, if, I, I'm telling you, the there might be a Tom Cruise of North Korea. We don't even know it. Yeah. Like there's gotta be, no, I'm not saying anything about like a North, North Korean, Soap up. I'm gonna be able to put it on a list after this. I should have done this in a cognito window. I'm gonna get some weird recommendations. Because they have what apparently can... got four. This is from Quora, which is turned into like Yahoo Answers. <laughs> yeah, basically. Where four channels, right? They've got Korea Central Television. They've got Monsunday Television, which is an educational ch- channel that only operates on weekends. 
there's sports television that only is it's obviously a sports channel that's only on weekends. And then there's Ryong Nam Namsan TV is an educational station. So they only have four stations. So if, if it would come on Korean Central Television, if it did, so KCTV. They only got four channels. Man, they are missing out. So they have a family sitcom called Our Neighbors. I found this article on the uh, Washington Post where it says what you can learn from watching North Korean soap operas. Huh, says, so they do uh, exist. Yeah, time spent watching uh, televised dramas and soap operas, and you may be surprised to see the country acknowledges some of its weaknesses too. For example, the family sitcom Our Neighbors is set in a splashy high-rise building in Pyongyang's Shangjong Street neighborhood. The show seems designed to show off how far life for North Korea's political elite has come over recent years, with many of the scenes centered around the building's elevator, still a high-tech novelty for most North Koreans. <laughs> Imagine that. That's like, what was the thing in the, um, God, there was one James Bond movie where they like showed off something and was like, oh my God, that's so futuristic. And you're like, oh yeah, well, I guess at the time it was cool. Might have just been the briefcase and. uh <laughs> And uh, from Russia with love, that was the gadget. And from Russia with yeah. love, is like a briefcase with a lot of pockets. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just like all these <laughs> gadgets that you're just like now. You're like, well, that's dumb. But at the time, it's like, wow, no one would ever thought of doing yeah. that. However, our neighbors doesn't ignore North Koreans' hardship either. In one episode, the power goes out in the neighborhood. These well-heeled North Koreans are forced to lug buckets of water up the stairs. One resident jogs on the spot outside, cheerily telling his neighbors that my heart has to be strong if I'm going to walk up all these stairs. <laughs> this is kind of wild. I wonder what would happen if you just somehow, somehow just like put the Avengers on or like the Spider-Man movie I just saw today. Like if you just played that in North Korea, they'd be like, what is they'd be, this? I mean, they, they, they think it's real, right? You'd have to, if you're not used, like we grew up with at this point, I would say we, enough of us have watched movies with computer generated imagery that we kind of know like, okay, the Robert Downey Jr. is not actually in that suit, right? Like we know this because we've watched enough of these superhero movies by now. Imagine if you've never seen one and you show them like you show them the infinity war. Yeah. Right. They have to think that's real. Being like, oh my God, this is what they're doing in the Western world. There's a guy who comes down from the heavens with a hammer and, and yeah. swings it around and shoots lightning out of his eyes. Like, oh my God, this is what's happening in the Western world. And they're saving us from all of this. And they're led by would, America that would like blow their minds. That would be amazing. <laughs> what an amazing concept. If you tell them, like, look, guys, this is a documentary. Right, this happened when you guys have well, been like cut off from the Quest. world. That's a Galaxy Quest was, right? <laughs> yeah, you just tell them this is a documentary, right? This actually happened. These events are real. This is real footage from the Great Infinity War of yeah. twenty of twenty eighteen, and you sell this to a bunch of North Korean people who've never seen this stuff. You would blow their mind. I, I think I think they would question everything. They'd be like, "Oh my God, the world is going to end." And this is what America is. There's a guy called Captain America. And he's awesome. And he's awesome. <laughs> and he traveled through time. This is crazy. This is unbelievable. How did they even get this footage? <laughs> <laughs> wow, the footage and the angles are great. Who would have known? Look how clear this is. This looks really interesting that it, it doesn't fill my entire screen. Why did they shoot it in this way? Because my screen is square, but this is a rectangle. <laughs> this is interesting. Yeah. Like, I, I would be. TVs are really shitty, right? 
They have to be, right? Like what, like they what, don't have what TVs? TV. What TVs do they sell in? I'm um, looking this up in North Korea. Oh my god, you, I'm gonna get think, all these. You think they got OLED <laughs> television? How many televisions? Like what? I can't even see. Like I don't know. There's no way they don't have OLEDs. New North Korean made L- LED TVs are all the rage. Hmm. Yeah, so maybe they're getting there. Maybe they're coming back. Well, yeah, interesting. They got these. Um, I just want to see a picture. <laughs> a picture of a North Korean family watching a television. <laughs> yeah, I would imagine it looks like something. I don't know why I'm, I'm picturing it being something from the 60s. Like one of those TVs, like a big box with rabbit ears that you got to slap the top yeah, of? Yeah, I don't know why. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's only, you said there's six channels? Four. <laughs> Four. And then, yet there's nine numbers on a modern TV remote. Just nine why? numbers. Well, there's 10 technically because there's zero, but still like, you don't think they'd be confused why they're, it's, you think they have like a, a hot dog to bun conundrum with their well, TVs yeah, and, they and TV channels? Yeah. And they probably don't want to actually like change the remotes though. Like they get, they buy these from somewhere, from somewhere in China, I'm going to assume. Right. And they don't actually want to go through and be like, Hey China, give us a remote with four numbers. They're just like, just give us that, and you know, we'll leave people wondering. Say, don't touch numbers five through nine because then the leader is going to come down and come after you. Yeah, maybe. Um, I, it's, this is kind of messed up, though. I mean, how how much longer could this shit continue with North Korea? Uh, I I mean, I guess it depends on where we're going in the world, right? Like, if we change the way finances are done, if we change a bunch of this stuff. I think they're going to collapse and then it would have to change. Right. You kind of need China to loosen the like China's got to start abandoning them. That's the problem because China keeps funding their them they, living the way they are. But what about the situation? Why doesn't China like why doesn't China just be like, yeah, you're I guess you couldn't do that. China couldn't be like, yeah, you're part of us now because that would no. also suck. Yeah, that's what I mean. I think China is just the one who's just like, well, we'll just leave this the way that it is. And you need China to sort of go down really hard times where they just are like, well, look, guys, we can't keep up the charade anymore. Things are really bad. And North Korea is like, well, wait a minute. We're really like now the rich people are also struggling. And the world leader is like, wait a minute. I'm not able to do the stuff I want to do. I can't afford the military. Our tanks are falling apart. Our nukes are expiring like milk. Like you look at this go like, hey, look, man, this nuke isn't as potent as it used to be. And it smells a little funny. So I'm assuming that you kind of need that where all of a sudden it's like, well, we don't actually have and we need help. Hey, guys. Uh, or they do something dra- drastic, right? Like they go, well, screw it. Now's the time to go. Now's the time to attack. And they get blown away. And then we rebuild. And then they could be like, wow, look at all the family members in South Korea that I haven't seen in 60 years. And this is what they're doing? Wow, you guys got awesome phones and beauty products? This is great. <laughs> so the Korean War ended and... And fried chicken? Sort of. <laughs> you yeah, guys got no. fried chicken over here? Wow. Oh, that'll this change amazing. That'll change their lives. Get mature be like, oh my god, <laughs> this is nuts. Give me one um, of those stupid rainbow cakes that you made me walk around for. <laughs> yeah, the rainbow crepe cake. Hell yeah. Um, so K-pop? the Korean War, <laughs> the the Korean War truce, and it started. It, well, I mean, the ceasefire, I should say. That's kind of what they are doing right now. Started in uh, in July 1953. So it's been like almost 70 years. Yeah, it's been a long. That time. this has been going on. So at what point? Do you hit this point that that so when do you hit that point that you're getting at? Because I don't see anybody moving and doing shit 
like we don't really do much with these kind of it, it seems interesting that we just don't give a shit about the obvious atrocities in the world yeah we go after yeah. more of the the ones that are obviously just going to serve our self-interest where Absolutely. meanwhile like no one's going to say anything about the uyghurs in china and no one's going to say anything about um uh you know about the north korean thing it's just is it just because of China? Like, if you do something Pretty like that, much. then that's going to blow up that whole section well, of the world? Well, that's everyone's fear, right? Like, nobody really wants to go, just like no one really wants to go to war with the U.S., like, from a country standpoint. Sure, you get, you know, guerrilla forces and stuff like the Taliban and Al-Qaeda, but you don't have governments wanting to fight the U.S., and you don't have governments wanting to fight China either. Like, those are two places that people don't really want to wage war on. I mean, I'm sure there's more. But those two specifically, nobody. Everyone's like, "Well, let's just let's just chill out, right? Like, let it be easy, right? We can say there's we gotta can say, be mm-hmm. another way. I mean, like, you would think that there's another way besides, yeah, we're just going to send in a bunch of people and and start attacking, you, and then all of a sudden it's it's World War Three. That's obviously not the right way to go about it. But sure enough, there, there's got to be something yeah. that could be done, right? Maybe I'm too much of an optimist, or just really stupid because I also don't have a solution. I mean, a bit of both. Like, I, I think they've got to either the people have to revolt or they've got to or we got to go in there and start taking people apart. And, you know, it's going to be South Korea. Depends, right? Like, we'll see what happens. Eventually, all things come to an end. They, they, they won't keep this standoff forever. Like in our lifetime, though, it might stay the same. It's a depressing thought. Yeah. Might. It's a depressing thought. Well, enough of that shit. Let's uh, let's get some media therapy, shall we? getting too depressing too dark let's do it no it's like a big 180 but before that you know it's been a while i got i got one for you mm-hmm. actually i had two listed here so we'll just do one of these here mm. all right who's older what the hell is her name again tia leone mm-hmm. or paul giabatti mm, tia leone. Now, you may know tia leone as the mom who always was with some stepdad in every yes. movie from the year 1995 to 2005. Yes. I think Tia is much older. I would say that she's close to 60. Now, I'm going to feel really bad if I'm if I'm wrong in that. But I think she's older than people realize. I think she looks great. But my guess mm-hmm. is that she is, she is late 50s. I'm going to say she's like 57, 58. So yeah, I think this is an easy one. I think she is significantly older than Paul Giamatti. She is one year older than oh, Paul sorry, Giamatti. Leone, but she looks great. Yeah, looks great. She looks great. Just yeah, for shits and was, giggles, why not? Because they're mm-hmm. because their names are so similar. And you know where Tia, where I remember Tia, Tia Leone from the most? The Go first on. Bad Boys movie. Oh yeah, yeah. If you remember, that's yeah. the that's the girl that was staying where where Martin Lawrence was pretending to be Mike Lowry, and she was like, "Hey, I'm here to see Mike Lowry. My friend told me to come find Mike." And they actually had to switch places, right? That's when Will Smith was staying at at his house, and Martin Lawrence was single. He was trying to be single, trying to pretend, right? That's the whole plot of that thing. They switched places. Yeah, so bad boys. Not. I Good film. Not in her top four for IMDb. Not in the known four. Really? What is her known, top four? <laughs> you all right? So known four. It says the Family Man. I know that, that was of, that was of course the one where um, you know Nicholas Cage does something and then he undoes. It. I think Don <laughs> Cheadle fixes his life or something. What is that yeah, the movie? Yeah. Yeah. Is that it? Don okay. Cheadle. <laughs> Don Cheadle as uh, Bagger Vance. 
Mm. And uh, he basically comes in. He's like, well, what if I didn't do this? And it's like, well, then you'd be miserable. But no, it's like your, your life's miserable. But if you did this thing different, then you'd be happy. Anyway, mm-hmm. number two is Jurassic Park 3. <laughs> wow. Then number four was Deep Impact. Okay, I mean, number yep. three is Deep Impact. Number four is Spanglish. Yeah, okay. choice. Deep Impact, remember. But the other one's not. Re- like Jurassic Park 3. I mean, did you see Jurassic Park 3? I sure didn't. I did. It had um, it had her and uh, William H Macy. They I were the stars. William H and Macy the, was in a was in a. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They were like playing this fraudulent. They were like a divorced couple looking for their kid. I I don't know why I know all these details, but anyway, the guy the yeah. guy from the original Jurassic Park came back. That's also the the it has the notorious scene where um, the the raptor talks to. Um, what's his name on the on the plane he like has a dream where the raptor basically says alan (laughs) (laughs) i don't think i saw jurassic park it's it's pretty great it's it's worth looking up just that scene just the uh the raptor saying alan it's hilarious like um so the the other one just because it's fun and their names are so similar uh tia carrera or paul giamatti Tia, tia carrera i don't even know who that is uh, she was the girl from Wayne's World. <sighs> I'm trying to remember what she looks like. Tia Carrera. She looked, she looked great in Wayne's World. I'm sure she did. Is she is she Asian? Yeah, like an Asian look to her. Okay. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's a bit okay, of a yeah. racial ambiguity, but yeah, sure. definitely, uh, okay. definitely some Asian in there. <sighs> That's a tough one because I mean, if I think of Wayne's World being like late '80s, mid '80s, late '80s, '92. Uh, Okay. Uh, that that might be a tough one then. And again, I, I don't remember her to be honest. Um, I'm gonna guess and say they're very close. Wait, in wait, age. wait. I'll tell you this. I'll tell you what Paul yes. Giamatti was in in 1992, and I'll tell you what she was in in 1992. So she was in Wayne's World in 1992. Mm-hmm. Paul Giamatti was in a movie called Singles where he played the Kissing Man. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna say she's younger. I'm gonna say she's younger by a year. Well, I'm gonna tell you they're the same age. Same age. Exactly the yeah. same age. Same. Uh, not exactly, but I yeah. mean. Is she older or younger, though? All right. Sorry. I got to close the window. Close the, oh, God damn it. But Paul Giamatti. You, you elusive. Elusive. Paul Giamatti, June. Tia Carrera, January. So she she's older. is older. Maybe about six months. I got that one wrong. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. Uh, okay. Let's see. Yeah. Let me see if I can look her up. All right. Well, in the meantime. Uh, uh, she's from Scott. Hawaii. Okay, so she is Spanish, Chinese, and Filipino ancestry. Yep. All right. So here we go. This is um, reading from IGN. Ridley Scott blames the Last Duel's box office failure on millennials. <laughs> the Last Duel may have been a critical success, but it was a box office failure. Now, director Ridley Scott thinks he knows why. During an interview on Mark Marin's WTF podcast, Sir Ridley Scott complained that the last duel's box office calamity was all down to millennials. "Quote: I think what it boils down to, what we've got to, what we've got today, are the audiences who were brought up on these fucking cell phones." End quote. Said Scott. "Quote: The millennial, the millennial, the oh, the millennial do not ever want to be taught anything unless you're told it on a cell phone." End quote. 
quote, this is a broad stroke, but I think we're dealing with it right now with Facebook. This is a misdirection that he that has happened where it's given the wrong kind of confidence to the latest generation, I think, end quote. The Last Duel has earned just $27 million worldwide after its debut last month, starring Ben Affleck, Jody Comer, Matt Damon, and Adam Driver. The film delivered a, delivered sta- staggering combat as well as poignant social commentary, but The Last Duel has so far failed to capture the imagination of audiences as well as failing to recoup its $100 million budget. Although Scott was originally concerned that Disney would undersell his historical epic, that turned out to not be the case. Quote, Disney did a fantastic promotional job. The bosses love the movie. I was concerned it was not for them. End quote. So there you go. I'm not going to read the rest. Um, but yeah, there you, you go. That's funny. He, mm-hmm. So I, I've been I've been watching this show called Succession. I'm saying this like everyone else listening to this podcast who doesn't know what this show is. But I'm I'm a, I'm sure you haven't watched this. So I'm talking to you mostly. Right? I haven't, so I've been I haven't watching, watched it, but I know about it. People love it. Succession is great. It's one of the best mm-hmm. things on TV right now because it's it's mostly it's hard to tell whether or not it's all satire or not because it seems like it's all satire. Of basically there's this, you know, there's a guy who has built this billion dollar company and it starts this the series starts with him basically like being on his deathbed. And so it's about all of his kids coming in trying to figure out who's going to take over the company business, who's going to take over basically the family business, but this is like it's like NBC or like Disney, right? Like it's that level of company. So it's all of, it's basically this big drama about these kids who are all, you know, who kind of born with silver spoons in their mouth, trying to figure out who gets to get what part of the company. And it goes like this for three seasons. And really Scott reminds me of, of, of the main character. <laughs> he reminds me of the dude. Cause that's what he's, what he kind of looks like. He kind of looks like Logan Roy. of just like this old sort Brian of bitter Cox's white character. Dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just reminds me of this old bitter white guy. Um, look, I would say you can blame millennials because nobody cares about watching medieval dudes fight each other with armor on. That's probably more of a problem than anything else. Like, yeah. nobody cares about this. Like, I don't care yeah. about, I mean, most millennials don't want to watch dudes in mid- medieval armor and Ben Affleck and Adam Driver fighting each other. Nobody cares about that stuff. Like it's not Game of Thrones. Tech, tech, technically, it's Matt Damon and Adam Driver who fight each other. Whatever, like whatever, <laughs> fine. Like, but that—that's my point, right? Like it doesn't matter. So yeah, I mean, I, I don't. I'll see it. I haven't seen it, but now I want to watch it. I'm going to see if it's any good. Um, but like I don't it. know if you can blame millennials for that though, because like I don't think our generation's on our phones like that. Like we are, but I don't know if you can blame millennials. Like I think it's another. I think. Just we've just looped people into millennials are young people and boomers are old people. And I think there's people who are not young or old who can fall in both categories. Yeah, people when people That's, are talking yeah. about um millennials, they're not really talking about millennials anymore. No, millennials are talking about young just people. Been this this catch all yeah. for young people when it's yeah. like And just like boomers are a catch all for old people. I mean, people if you talk to a twenty year old, we're categorized as boomers because we're just old older so when i'm like i'm not using tiktok and like oh yeah you're just a boomer like yeah but i'm like but I'm, I'm in my 30s like what are you talking about it's like yeah it's just we're, we're getting these terms where they're real loose where i think he's just like well it's young people young people don't care about being in the movie theater anymore and i'd argue well yeah if i don't have to why would i go watch your weird medieval epic in a movie theater and why did this cost a yeah. hundred million dollars to make also it's in the it, it's during the pandemic. Everything's making less money. And then you really need to make something event viewing for people to, to make that kind of money back now. 
not Adam you know? Driver and Matt Damon in medieval armor. That ain't it. <laughs> yeah, but even then, it's like you look at because he also he he released two movies this year. Um, I didn't even know that because he also did House of Gucci with uh, Lady uh yeah, that apparently looks pretty good though. Uh, she's apparently pretty good, and the movie yeah. I guess is gonna recoup, but barely because the budget was seventy five million dollars. And internationally, it's at 95.6. So usually, if you want to recoup your budget, it's like double to account for marketing. Yeah. And so this is not necessarily a, a success. And the reviews for that movie were like, Gaga's great. Movies, whatever. Um, so and really, Scott is kind of all over the place when it comes to like, I think he's a, he's a good he's a competent filmmaker. He's fine. Yeah, he's fine. He but he's also 80. Ass, he's 84. Like, come on, bro. Like yeah. the movies you're making aren't going to relate to a kid in his twenties. You were 64 when he was born. Like, do you yeah. really expect? Like, I'm watching the trailer for this. Like, it looks like some old Game of Thrones mess. Like, we've already done that. And Game of Thrones had naked people and dragons and all this other stuff. Ben so Affleck is in this story. movie, so so yeah, Ben Affleck. Yeah, is but he's in this not movie. fighting. He's not fighting Adam Driver. I'm just setting the. You know, he's I didn't fighting want him to make he's you fighting him. I just wanted to set the record straight. I didn't want it. I don't even think he is. But I, you know, whatever, man. <laughs> Go watch the movie. You tell me who fights who. I am watching the trailer. <laughs> there's a duel, or there's a what is it? Joust when you're on a horse. Yeah, yeah. There's some jousting. There's Adam Driver looking like he's oh man. I mean, just been uh, what is his name? Matt Damon with a mullet. Got a medieval mullet, and Adam Driver sitting here being Adam Driver, and they're sure. riding on a horse, and it's all gray and blue. It's all looks the same. I'm, I'm watching this with no audio, but yeah, it's uh yeah. Ben Affleck is in this thing. It's like Goodwill Hunting, but medieval times. <laughs> Adam well, Driver's emoting. He's screaming at stuff. It's great, but yeah, this looks like Game of Thrones, and we we've everyone's turned on Game of Thrones after that last season, so we're done. Don't give us more Game of Thrones crap. Give oh, us gonna superheroes. You can you're gonna get it. You're gonna get a lot of Game of Thrones crap. Yeah, you are. Pe- yeah, people will, they'll, they'll just lean in on what people liked about it. You know, they're like, yeah, last season sucks, but I really did like the rest of it. You know, I mean this this fight looks kind of cool though. The parts that they're showing when they're breaking shields and stuff looks pretty cool. I'm I'm in. Yeah, All right, I'm gonna watch about. this. Right, I'll tell cool. you what, m- old millennial Alice is not going to watch this, though. <laughs> Why? Anything that's got anything to do with a period piece, she is out immediately. Really? Yeah, absolutely. She doesn't like history? Is no, it because there's no, history. Is that because there's no interesting New Zealand history? That's right. No, no, no history. Done. If there's, if there's right. swords, and I, I watched The Green Knight, and I think I talked about The Green Knight's great. That's an awesome Yeah, movie. yeah. He's heard it was awesome, yeah. Two uh-huh. seconds in. Oh, they're in knight's armor? Not watching it. <laughs> wow. Did yeah. you tell her it's fantasy? It's like a technically a fantasy movie. That's even worse. <laughs> oh, so no, no Lord of the Rings. More. Oh no, Too I think she liked. She watched Lord of the Rings. I don't know if that's she, fantasy. I don't know if she, but I, again, but that's New Zealand fantasy, right? That's, that's their history. You know, okay, that's their history. That history. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> New Zealand history. Lord of the Rings. <laughs> okay, fair enough. All right, so you got some stuff to talk about. I got some stuff to talk about. So let's get into it. Okay, so um, first thing I want to talk about is I want to talk about uh, the Sonic the Hedgehog 2 trailer. Yeah, looks great. I, I, I feel weird that I'm irrationally excited about this. <laughs> yeah, love it. I lo- right? I've, I'm, this makes me happy. Right, it makes me happy too. I, I just wanted to put that out there because I watched Need it. Yourself, and I was uh, like, as you know, Knuckles, yeah, it's going to be good. It's, it's, it's great. And Tails yep. is awesome. And Tails gets mm-hmm. the plane. And, and they're, they're starting to merge all of the Sonic lore. <laughs> I can't believe I'm talking about this. The, yeah. the Sonic the Hedgehog lore. Oh, it's of like, it's bananas. Of him eating chili dogs, right? So you got a bit of the cartoon Sonic in there. Like the the the, the cartoon, like yeah. um, late 90s. It's all fan cartoon. service. 
This is it all, is all fan, fan service. service. He's eating chili dogs. Tails has a plane. People don't realize I'm gonna say... Tails, why he can fly. He also used to fly planes, pilot, right? So there's a bit of that in there too. Yeah. They look it's miraculously against all odds. It's amazing. The Sonic movie was two things that no one would have thought it was. It yes. was actually a solid Sonic it movie. Was. They and, fixed that movie. And, it's amazing. And it was that a, thing was and, dead in the water. It was dead. The trailer yeah. killed it and they fixed it. You have to give them credit for actually going and, through and being like, we can save this and they saved the franchise. It's nuts. It's a great story. But the other thing, the other thing it was, was it was a good kind of classic Jim Carrey comedy. Yes, and, absolutely. And they're just doubling down on both of those things. And it's great. It's I'm great. watching it again. Tails in this plane, in the red plane. And, and and then you get you get a bit of the actual Sonic running through. Like, there's a clip in here. I mean, there's some great visual effects in here. Like, some of the stuff in here looks awesome. It's Sonic on a snowboard, right? Like, a lot of fan service in this movie of all the different video games that Sonic has been in at some point. Um, there's this sequence specifically that's in this trailer where it looks like they, they kind of do that Doom thing. Where uh, where it's kind of like it looks like you're playing the video game where oh, he's first, bouncing oh, off the yeah, wall sure. and there's rings and stuff popping around. Oh yeah, like I'm I I I got irrationally excited for this movie <laughs> and I I just wanted to talk about that because I I felt a little weird. I was like, should I be as excited about this as I am? But I'm okay now now that I know that you're watching this and being like, no, this is cool. Like there's this whole I'm watching the trailer now. It's like a minute and twenty eight. Just like they the get it. It's just he's just bouncing off it. of the walls and he goes because. All I want is Golden Sonic at the end of this thing, and I'm good. And I can call this movie a success, right? Because that, that's got to happen. Mm-hmm. They're going to turn him gold at some point. Sonic turns gold? Yeah, you didn't know that? In the first video game, when you collect a certain amount of re- the Golden Sonic. Oh, okay, sure. What do, right. what, what, what do you mean? If, if I told you some, some video game history that you're not aware of. I was a Nintendo kid. I don't remember, remember like turning gold in bed. Wow, Genesis, you don't remember Golden Sonic game? You don't remember Golden Sonic? Oh, I am shocked. Yeah, man. Wow. Yep. I'm speechless Sorry. that you don't know about Golden Sonic. Look at that. I just gave you a little tidbit. If it happens, you should be very excited. That is the ultimate fan service to show Golden Sonic. All right. I mean, they did show Sanic, the uh, the the sketch of the shitty Sonic <laughs> sketch. Here, I'm gonna send you. I'm gonna send you a clip just so you can see it. And again, I I played Nintendo, but I also played I also played some Sega games. I but did yeah, too. I just, it's Sonic I, I just talked too. I, I I believe you get to you get enough point you get enough coins and enough rings, and Sonic turns gold, and then it's kind of like it's this invincible version of Sonic that just wrecks shop. Because so you, I know that just, if you yeah. you can use that power up where he like glimmers and becomes invincible. No, no, no. no. This about is specifically, different. Golden Sonic. Like it's a it's a whole wow. This thing takes yeah. You got to get a certain number of rings in mm-hmm. this thing. And where is it? Why do they not yeah, show you? Tell golden... me. Tell me where. When does when does Sonic? Yeah, this is are weird. You sure, this, this, this is a thing. Doesn't show are you sure you this is a Sonic? thing that actually? I'm hundred percent. This is a thing. when does Sonic turn gold? Yeah, it's right at the end of this video. It's the very end of this video. He turns gold. Oh, okay, so it's it, like it, it, 20, it does. Twenty three minutes in. Yeah, okay, twenty three minutes, minutes in. Let's see. Where is it? He gets enough rings right at the end. Okay. All right, go to Wait, twenty. I'm watching. Yep. Yeah, he's he's bouncing around with tails. It's almost like some some Dragon Ball Z stuff. Here's the truth Where's about Sonic. I'm going to drop some knowledge bomb on you. Uh-oh. You ready? Uh-oh. You ready for this? Uh-oh. Are you, you about to be Sonic, Sonic is not a good game. Oh, <laughs> like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna throw this out there. Sonic, there it is, Golden Sonic. There, there it is. There it is. It's a, yeah, I'm still, it's I'm still waiting for this thing minutes. to happen. Yeah. But I'm, I'm just saying, like Sonic is a, 
is a game of concepts that are so diametrically opposed. It's stupid. Like you have this, you have this whole thing where it's like, this thing's all about going fast and showing off the blast processing power of the Genesis. Right. Cool. But the problem is that every time you start to go really fast, one, you can't see shit where you're going. So it's really cool when you're going fast and the concept's cool, but the game, okay. It just turned gold. Wonderful. But the problem is (laughs) that, (laughs) but the problem is that like, you always just run right into a wall and stop dead. So the only way you could actually know what the hell you're doing is to memorize everything. And that's shitty game design. So yeah, original, there are some good Sonic games out there. Uh, classic Sonics, most of them, not good. And because the parts that everybody loves, look at like people love Sonic Adventure for the Dreamcast. That game's cool as shit. Not a good game. Because the best parts of the game, when you're not even playing the damn game, it just looks really cool. So anyway, that's it. There's your hard truths. Sonic, not that good, but excited about the movie. What's wrong? Did I upset you? You did. You upset me. Let's let's move uh, on. I just I just wanted to I just wanted to go over how 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 excited I was, and now you've made me upset. So, um, <laughs> other things. Um, Succession. I've already talked about. Great show. It's ridiculous. It's one of the most ridiculous things on TV, but it's also one of the most enjoyable things to watch. The end yeah. of the third season was great. At that last, that episode nine of season three, if you're watching this show and you haven't watched it, is one of the best episodes of television I've watched in a very, very, very long time. It was it was masterfully put together. It was great. It made you feel everything. And that show is going to win a bunch of awards this year. I think it might win I, all of them. It's been winning a bunch of awards already, right? It's going to win even more. <laughs> so like it's, it's, it's HBO. It is. And HBO makes great. And so does Showtime. HBO, Showtime, I've HBO been, just makes bangers. HBO and Showtime. Showtime's really stepped up their game. Showtime does too. They to HBO. Both do. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. both do. It's great. So yeah, so I guess on the movie front, right, this is the time of year when I normally start going through movies, right? So last year, I think we watched like 30 plus movies over the Christmas break. So I'm getting prepared for this again. Right? I'm getting prepared for movie season because there's a lot of stuff that I want to watch. I've now added The Last Duel to my list. I'm going to watch that. So I'm going to start plowing through movies. But this is when I tend to watch the the Oscar bait, right? Because I yep. want to see the Oscar bait. So there's a couple of movies. And I started with King Richard, right? Because everyone's saying this, this, is, this might be Will's chance to win an Oscar. Right. Love it. So King Richard mm-hmm. is the story of Richard Williams, who is the father of Serena and Venus. And it's mostly about him. Right. Like the movie, it's not an origin story of how the Williams sisters became the greatest tennis players of all time mm-hmm. across men or women's tennis. Now, again, you might say Roger Federer or Rafael now, but those two together completely changed that sport completely made it totally different, especially for women. Right. Because it was kind of used to be, you know, it was this dainty sport with, you know, the waif little and I'll say what waif little white women and Asian women. And then it turned into basically these two African-American women who just completely changed the way that you should play that game. It was power. It was speed. It was just pure domination of the other people. And so it kind of goes through the origin story of how Richard Williams kind of, how he formed these girls into being what they are. So it doesn't start with like how they learned how to play tennis. You start the story with them already playing tennis. So this movie's got problems. Don't get me wrong because there's a lot of stuff missing. It You have, it comes in, to this, you come into this movie with the assumption that you already know the story of the Williams sisters. So if you know nothing about tennis or nothing about them, you're going to be like, well, what is this? This is just a black guy teaching some kids how to play tennis. Like, it doesn't really make much sense. But obviously, having having the backstory of who they are and what they now mean to not only tennis, but to popular culture, I thought Will Smith was great. 
the problem is he's still Will Smith. And I think that is going to be what Will Smith's legacy. Is he doing is, a weird accent matter, in this one as well? It doesn't matter what movie he's in, whether he's playing Ali or he's playing Richard Williams or he's playing any, any other character. He can't get away from being Will Smith. It's tough because I thought he did a really good job in this movie, but he did a good job playing Will Smith, playing Richard Williams. <laughs> If that makes sense. Like you never lose yourself where you go, oh man, I, I didn't even remember. I totally forgot this is Will Smith. Like he's not Denzel, where sometimes you watch a Denzel movie and you're like, Denzel's just he's he's a thespian. He's a master of this craft. Will Smith is Will Smith. And it just unfortunately just doesn't it it doesn't fully bring this thing in. But I enjoyed the movie. It's great. I think it's a good watch. It's a it's a good uplifting watch as well. I like that. Um, I like I like a good uh, inspirational sports movie. Yeah, it's not bad. I, I would totally watch it. To me, that's that's something you should put on your list. Um. So yeah. So I, I'm gonna start going through these. I'm gonna start going through these movies. Um. I've got the Power of the Dog on here. That's one that people keep telling me to watch. Western movie. Um. West Side Story. West Side Story. I'm gonna watch. So yeah, there's a, all these movies that are on this list that I'm that I'm now looking at. All the things that I'm gonna watch. As we get into uh, to Oscar season, Night, Nightmare Alley. I guess that one is. I don't know if that's actually going to be a thing. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to look at the Oscar list. So, best picture category. I want to see because I've watched quite a few of these movies already. Best picture category. And so, yeah. So the, the next couple of podcasts. Now that we're coming to the end of, I would say the 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 year that the the 2020 that wouldn't end. Right. To me, this is just 2020 extended. <laughs> my personal feelings of of how yeah. this year has felt it's been rough that's basically yeah it's basically correct I mean, yeah yeah best thought? picture category 2021 or 2022 uh let's see got some bad early predictions from variety um let's see prediction belfast haven't seen right that's on my list it's about something in ireland i'm gonna watch it dune is on my list a lot of people keep telling me dune's awesome um, haven't seen it, but it's on my Dune? list. I haven't read the yeah Dune. I saw you it. Know, have you seen Dune? Have you seen it? Yep, saw it. Okay, it okay. is a well. Well, I I, I could add to my um, when I go through my things because I got a bunch of stuff. So we haven't spoken in a while. Yeah, we haven't spoken in a while. So yeah, look, there's a couple of movies on here, but yeah, I I've been busy, so I haven't watched a ton of things. But there's definitely yeah House of Gucci. There's a bunch of stuff on here, but I think you've seen some of these movies, so I'm gonna let you take over from here. So I've again been busy. But it's on my list. I saw King Richard, and that's the start of me chewing through these Oscar movies. All right. So movies. Let me first start with the show. Been watching Hawkeye. Uh, yeah, I love okay. Hawkeye. I, I, mm-hmm. I love I love this show. And mm-hmm. I, I'm a I'm just gonna say it. I'm a big Haley Steinfeld fan. Big fan. She could do no wrong at this point. She's just enjoyable to watch. Anytime she's on screen, you're having fun. You're having a good time. And with the latest new character that they brought into the show from the greater MCU, it's just like, damn, 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 damn. This series has it and it still has it. And I don't see it losing it anytime soon hmm. with this cast. Because okay. even when they're introducing new characters, you're like, oh, yeah, I like this character. So yeah. it's like, OK, cool. What do we got? No more Cap. No more Iron Man. Who gives a shit? Here's here's some new people and they're awesome. And now these two people are hanging out and it's hilarious and it's great. So, yeah, highly recommend Hawkeye. Season finale is Wednesday. So check that out. It's a good time. OK. Um, all right. Here we go. Movies. Saw Dune. 
um, came back into the theaters for uh, IMAX. And I was happy because I've been meaning to see that in IMAX. Everybody's like, you got to see it in IMAX. Uh, Desert looks great. Movie is great. It is a great chunk of a movie. <laughs> like the the movie starts off and it says Dune Part One. Yeah, I've always yeah, said that. Make more, but that's yeah, what it is. Like this thing, versions. straight up. Like I thought Zendaya was in this movie, and I guess she is. But like, spoiler alert, it ends when she shows up. Like so, like yeah, it's like really bizarre, and I don't know anything about Dune. I never seen the, I didn't see the David Lynch movie. I didn't read the book or books. I think there's a few of them. So I was just like, all right, whatever. The books are apparently drawn out too. They're hard. They're hard reads. Like it's good. It's like kind of the. It's kind of the for people who don't know. This is kind of the what people a lot of people point to and saying this is the, this is the the grandfather of sci-fi right like right. this book is what kicked off the entire genre of sci-fi yeah so yeah that that's the premise of this so it's cool and it really like throws um like it's allegory right over like smack in your face where it's like oh man it the planet arrakis like that sounds a lot like iraq and they're taking the spice, which is like, which powers all our ships to for inner for inter space travel. And you're like, sounds like oil. It's just like, it's like, okay, I get it. I get it. I see what you're doing here. It makes perfect sense. And um, that's not a spoiler because that's literally what the opening monologue is. Like, that's what they say in the first 30 seconds of the movie. So yeah, movie's very well done. I mean, what you'd expect by this guy, this director is like, he's, he's a master at the craft. And it's clear that if he wants to shoot the material, he's not going to ham fist it and cut mm. corners. Like he's going to shoot what he can in the space that he has and just base it. And, and for sure, he shot enough stuff for the second movie. So even though they only just got the green light for it, quote unquote, they're still for sure. They knew they were going to move forward with part two. Mm. And I look forward to it. It's a great setup. Everybody does a great job. Um, Jason Momoa doesn't have a beard. That's weird. But um <laughs> Uh, everyone good. And their mothers I, in this movie as well like there's a lot of people a, in this movie a lot of people also holy shit rebecca ferguson um this is the uh rebecca ferguson cries a lot movie like she's just crying the whole movie the whole movie she's crying tears and yeah I was just, and to the point where I was just like laughing by the time. So maybe you're not supposed to have that reaction but cuz you know some sad stuff happens but look when you're like crying in a movie for the 10th time and the movie's like two hours long it's a lot of crying it's too much crying you you cry a lot but it's sad i guess whatever uh so ghostbusters afterlife um i enjoyed Uh, it yeah i forgot about the ghostbusters movie that doesn't come out i i looked at my ticket stubs to see what i saw and i was like all right i did see ghostbusters (laughs) it was enjoyable it was fun the um that lead uh who plays the girl like the um like the young girl leading it. She's mm-hmm. amazing. Like the, the cast of kids that they have is great. So really enjoyed that. Um, Paul Rudd's great as always. And it's a, it's a solid movie. It's not exceptional. It's not fantastic. It's, but it's far from bad. It's good. It's a, it's a well done Ghostbusters movie. Hmm. And yeah, so I think it's, a, it's worth successor. If they're going to keep, it sounds like they're going to, try to build or they set this one up to kind of be a foundation for future ones, which is, which is good. It's a good start. 
Yeah. So I don't really have much else Everyone's to say. Everyone's trying to that. build cinematic universes, right? So uh this is well, not, this isn't really that. This is just a sequel to Ghostbusters 2. That's really what it is. Yeah, but they are trying but they're trying to build a cinematic universe. Like they they, they again, they tried, right? Cuz they had the the Ghostbusters with all the women that all the the Yeah, the but that wasn't women haters gl- club hated. But that was not a um that that was its own thing. That wasn't no, an but that's my point, sequel. though, right? If that would have been successful, at some point they would have yeah. tried to bring all this stuff together to make a universe of hey, there's this Ghostbusters thing, where there's ghosts and there's different people busting them. <laughs> Maybe I guess I don't know. And then the last movie I saw, which was only a few hours ago, was I saw the new Spider-Man movie. And I'm not going to spoil anything. Were you giddy? We'll, Were we'll do that clapping? when you see it. Were people clapping? A lot of, People are clapping. I had to tell the guy next to me to shut the fuck up because I swear to God, this dude was there in his seat before I was. And I had this. He was excited. Uh, he was excited. He was palpable. No, excited. the guy on my right was excited. This yeah, guy. He was. He, he was squirming. He's like, too, wasn't he? he's <laughs> grown. He like, he said, I swear, man, he started talking like uh, to the guy next to him. He says, man, he says this. Uh, He's like, what, what's what's going on with this? Uh, with this Mysterio guy, because they it obviously takes place after the second movie. And the guy next to him basically says, Yeah, he he's like, Did you see the second one? He says, What? He's like, the second movie? He says, No. So he's like going through <laughs> explaining to him beat by beat everything that happened in the second movie. And then they finally sh- and then I get to the point with like Zendaya's on screen and he says, and they're like, eh, and they say MJ or something, he's like, Man, MJ just keeps getting younger at this movies. And it's like, and at that point, I just turned. I'm like, bro, quiet. Like, shut up. <laughs> and then and he, and he was quiet. Then he was quiet for the rest of the movie. Man, and that see, but this is, this is a problem, though, right? Like, in order just to go in and, and you're just a Spider Man fan, right? You're like, man, I love Spider Man. I grew up watching the comics. And I remember when Tobey Maguire was Spider Man. Hated those movies. And but but again, but some people just go, look, man, that was cool, right? He was he was evil, and he was walking down the street pointing fingers, yeah. right? Like whatever, like it was cool. I shouldn't say I hated them. I'm not a fan though. And then you come back and you're like, you know what, man? Hey, I got a free Friday night, you know. And everyone's talking about Spider Man, and you know, Jamie Foxx is in it. You know, I didn't know Jamie Foxx was in another Spider Man movie. I go check this one out. And you get there, you're so confused because all this Marvel crap expects you to follow it forever. Got to follow it no, forever. You can never this stop. This is I cannot. I will not stand for that logic because every showing this was sold out. This thing, this thing was sold out. You had to proactively get tickets for this thing. So you had to be aware of it. You had to actively engage. You had to know what you were getting into to but, show but up. Hold, for this hold thing. on, hold on. That's not true though, because maybe this guy came with his friend and was like, Hey man, you want to go check out the new Spider-Man tonight? I got an extra ticket. And he was like, all right, I'll come watch. Spider-Man. No, he was alone. So maybe someone was like, hey, man, I got a ticket and I can't go. Stop making excuse for this guy. The guy sucked. He was shitty. But before the movie even started, he's like, man, I wonder if I have time to go out and have a smoke before I before yeah, it starts. Yeah, he I was, was like, just trying to catch some Spider-Man. I was, was, I was like, yeah. I said, yeah, you do. You have like 25 minutes before the movie starts. Like, mm, but then I got to go downstairs. He just wanted to be part of the experience, man. I'm with him. I'm with this guy. I wish I could be like this guy. You just show up and be like, hey, man, what's going on, y'all? I mean, everyone was talking about this, and I decided to buy a ticket. I just wanted to see what was up. What's going on? What's up with Mysterio? Man. Yeah, I just bought a ticket for this thing. She was was a white girl, not what happened. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> they, like, yeah, yeah. I, I just thought maybe three weeks ago in like the three hour window of time when tickets were available for this particular theater in Dolby, I'm going to spend like the most amount of money to see this movie that I had no interest in up until this point to the point where I didn't see the last one, which is now readily available, playing on TV, all these other things. I do not buy it. I do not buy it. I mean, who who knows? Maybe he's just like, you know, he just loves Spider-Man. But also to the point where you're going to have a conversation with this dude to the left. And it's like, all right, cool. You're caught up. I let that slide. And then when he's like, man, does MJ keep getting dropped? Like, no, 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 no. This isn't happening. This is the end of it. This is the end. It's over. You got you got your recap. You got your last week on Spider-Man and all his friends. Now it's over. Now we're watching the movie. All right. That was that was the line. That was the line. Like, I'm not getting this commentary from this dude. No way. I kind of want to no watch way. a movie with this guy. You should have got his you should have got his information. We should have put him on here, done movie reviews with him. We just buy him tickets for like the hottest movie. And he has no idea what's happening. And he's just like, oh man. Man, what's what's going on with this uh, with this Matrix? Man, they did a decent enough recap at the Man, la- last time I saw uh, last time I saw uh, the the last black guy, he was older. What happened to Lawrence Fishburne? Who's this guy? <laughs> we don't know. That's why we're here to find out. Did they do a last time on Spider Man? They did. This is what happened. Did they? It, yeah, like they basically because this movie starts right where the second one ends, so they they do like the um, I think it's like a kind of a newscast report where it basically plays the whole thing from Jake Gyllenhaal in London. And he's like, oh my God, this whole thing's happening. And then you get um, J.K. Simmons recapping everything. Oh, J.K. Yeah. Simmons, great as always. Jacked. Um, everything. <laughs> I'm not going to spoil anything, but let's be real. If you follow anything about this movie, you already know See, what's but that's happening. The prob- See, but that's it- the problem. If you just want to go into a Spider-Man movie blind because you love Spider-Man, you, you get shouldn't it. have to be like, well, I don't spoil anything because you probably already know, though, if you're a real fan. It's like, get out of here with that nonsense. I didn't say that. But that's kind of what you hinted at. You said, we probably already know. No, I'm saying. If you're a fan, you probably already know. If you have any interest, like, dude, just, it shows up in Google feeds. But it, but that's that's because you're part of the you're part you're in that's the right. Marvel I am cinematic yeah, universe, exactly. right? Here's you're the watching thing. you're watching Hawkeye, Christmas Hawkeye. You're watching all of this stuff, and I know about it because it's my job. <laughs> but you you're you're all about this stuff. And but here's yeah, the thing: you, just, you know, I would, you just get spoon fed Disney w- Disney Marvel. They're spoon feeding I, you. They got you hook line. It's like I would have loved it. I would have loved if I did not know what I assumed to be the case, but. Still, everything hit. This movie was great. I had a blast. It's a good time. Hit in the feels. And uh, yeah, really good movie. I love playing. I love playing antagonist to all of this. It makes me it makes me happy. <laughs> I know. I know it does. Well, <sighs> because if if, yeah. if I didn't come out here and, and, and do this, it's just, oh, my God, Spider-Man. Everyone loves Spider-Man and all the Spider-Man stuff. And it's yeah. like, yeah, like, you know. Now that now that Spider-Man's part of Marvel and not doing his own weird thing, everyone's all geeked out and excited. You think this is the last Spider-Man movie? You think they're going to make more? Or is or oh, is Tom? Hell yeah, they're going to make more. But I, I mean, is Tom best... Holland is is he? When, when do we get rid of Tom Holland? Because he's in everything between him and Adam Driver. They're he's going to. Oh, he'll be. He's got to be he's, back. He's, uh, he's going to ruin he's, that he's Uncharted Spider-Man. movie. Got to be. Uh, he's not going to be the reason that movie sucks. <laughs> it's going to be Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> Who's going to ruin that Uncharted movie? <laughs> Every whoever gave that the thumbs up is gonna is gonna is the guy who ruined that the, from the go. 
that movie was a mess. I mean, that movie had like four directors. It's like, it's all sorts of problems. Mark Wahlberg doesn't what? even have a mustache and he what? plays a character <laughs> whose only distinguished characteristic is a mustache. <laughs> like that's, that's the problem with the Uncharted movie. Tom oh. Holland actually kind of looks like a young Nathan Drake, which is good, but yeah, I'm not going to blame him. I mean, he's doing what the director told him to do. Tom Holland can act. We know it. And he can sing um, and dance too, apparently. Yeah, I guess. Um, he didn't. He unfortunately did not do that. Spoiler: He doesn't alert. sing he a dance in Spider Man. He, he doesn't do like Spider Man the the musical. He didn't right? do well, like he didn't do musical. like or like. To, I was thinking more like what Toby does in Spider Man Three. Oh uh, yeah, when he walk, like <laughs> I said, like, when he walks down the street and he starts singing, like dancing. walking down the street. Yeah, exactly. Like that. He doesn't do that. He doesn't do that. That'd have been great no. if he did. I know it would be, but it, but he didn't. Yeah, and the fans would be like, "Oh yeah, yeah, or eat it up." No, 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 no. They would have cheered. They'd be like, "That's like the yeah, thing." And then he makes his hair all emo. They would have loved yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. They would have loved yeah. it. You know, they would have loved it because they can do yeah. no wrong at this point. That movie, except for Eternals, apparently, when they try to do something different, everyone hates it. <laughs> I didn't hate it. I liked. I no, liked I'm Eternals. Saying, I'm just saying that it was the general people, right? Still, there's, there's, there's too too many characters. It's confusing. Where's still the can't get story? over. Still can't get over the fact that there was just like a full blown sex scene in that movie. Yeah, like, again, they're trying these, to do something different. These two love each other, and you want us to prove it? <laughs> Bam! That's Here. that's how much they love each other. Love. Here's them. Here's <laughs> love here's the love. here's here's the first time they were banging, and it's like, oh, great! Like, imagine if they did that in all the Marvel movies. <laughs> yes, but again, they won't because it's like, well, I want my I want my basics. I want basic comics, and people love it. And you know what? good for them i'm not even mad at them i just you know i'll yeah. wait to see you're like oh well you should see it so we can talk about it and i was like i ain't gonna rush to go see spider-man i'll see spider-man when i'm good and ready and i ain't ready <laughs> you ain't you ain't ready for what's coming in this <laughs> you ain't. You now ain't i will ready. say i will say i say this and the spider-verse movie trailer also made me very excited <laughs> oh i cannot wait that's the movie i want that's the spider yeah, I, I want more of those movies and less of the marvel cinematic universe i want more super creative let's make comic books look like comic books that stuff makes me excited that's awesome but yeah. you know the spider-verse whatever. is like, still even even after seeing this one this one has some of the spider-verse is easily still the best spider-man movie. best spider-man movie ever by far yeah it's not even by close. far it's not even close it's not even close i will reiterate that for all you marvel nerds the spider-verse movie the animated movie is by far and away number one and number two and number three of spider-man movies of all time and they've made like what nine of these movies now there is as many spider-man movies as there are star yeah. wars movies well number am i wrong star wars movies i don't uh, think i'm know, wrong well, no, there's, there's, uh, you know, if you factor in Rogue One and Solo, then there's a lot. But that's what I mean. How many Spider, if you include the Spider Verse movies, how many Spider Man movies have we've had? We've had at least 10. There's nine. There's nine. There's 10. No, right? there's not. No. Kobe Maguire had three. Yep. Andrew Garfield had three, right? No, he had two. No, he only had two. They didn't give him a third one. Yeah, Garfield too. Man. They wanted a third, but they didn't get it. And now Tom Holland has three. You think he's going to get a fourth? You think they're going to give him another one? Yeah, they say this is like the end of the I mean, home wasn't, trilogy. Wasn't he, wasn't he crying, talking about like, man, I had to bring everybody together. They didn't want to make a Spider-Man movie. Hey, guys, I just, I just want us to all be family and make Spider-Man movies. Didn't he do that when this movie was coming out? Like when they were talking about uh, this? Because Marvel and Sony were at odds about this thing for a while. Yeah. And Tom Holland's like, I got everybody in the room, and I just told them how much I love Spider-Man. <laughs> I want to make this movie. 
He's too good. He's too good. I think I think whatever they do next, they'll probably bring in um with the way these movies are going and how they're doing everything, I'd say the next Spider-Man movie will probably be a Tom Holland and whoever they get to play Miles and that'll be the passing of the torch. It won't be Donald Glover cuz Donald Glover now is he's ascended Spider-Man. Well, Donald Glover is already the prowler in the uh in the universe. Is he? But look, man, keep not, watching these and that's movies. Not, and that's not a spoiler because he's no. not in this movie, but he's yeah. in, in the first one. He plays the character that becomes the Prowler. So they yeah, already look, set keep, the seeds for it. Yeah, look, keep keep watching these movies. <laughs> I, I will. I enjoy them. And yeah, speaking of, um, you want to talk about fan service. I, um, let me switch to some games here. I played through the, I've been playing a lot of Halo. Played through the campaign finished that loved it really uh took me back about like um, 20 years i mean i didn't get an xbox when it came out i got the xbox in i guess 2002 so a year after it came out maybe two years 2003 but man halo still got it no game does what halo does when halo's at its best it is a phenomenal experience and yeah i'm loving it been playing online, which I never play games online. Hmm. And I also played through the campaign, which I had a blast with. The story had uh, had its great moments. The characters were great. It like really narrowed the focus because Cardi Halo 5 was a complete clusterfuck of a story. I don't even remember what happened. I watched a recap and I didn't even understand what that meant either. And then I'm playing this game. I'm like, cool, we got three characters. It's all I need. Three characters, two villains, open world sort of situation with some linear levels and the back half. And bam, we're playing Halo. Feels like Halo should and looks great. Plays great. Um, Played it on hard up until the, I'll admit it, up until the last third of the last boss where I tried to do this fucking thing for an hour. And it was after midnight at that point. I'm like, screw this. Drop down to normal and uh, beat it on my first try. And then got the ending. It was very, very touching. Yeah. Good game. And it's uh, yep. multiplayer is free to play. People are mad about the how you unlock stuff because of their battle pass situation. Now it takes too long to unlock things. But you know what? Mm. It It's a first person shooter. I don't give a shit what my character looks like because I'm not looking at that character. Don't care. I I skinned it to be purple instead of gray. And that's it. And you know what that cost me? Nothing. I keep paying my game pass subscription. And it's great. Highly recommend right. Halo Infinite. I'm gonna get you online. We're gonna play. We're gonna play some Halo. All right. Look, look. As soon as as soon as work is over next week, I'm ready. I've got two things I'm gonna do game wise. Right. Shimagami Tensei is happening. You got it. It's happening. I'm about to buy it. I got now. it. I bought it. I haven't started yet, but I bought it. Started, the, but that's happening. The right? And then I'll play some right. Halo Infinite for you, and that's gonna be the end of my gaming for Christmas. That's it. I've got other stuff I'm doing, but for games, those are the two. That's great. Um, so the other two games, I uh, <laughs> this is this is interesting. I played um, I played a game called I believe this is the right name of it, Wave Tail. Um, and this is a game. This is cool. You should, should look this up. I'm talking about it. Wave it's Tail. actually a yeah. It's a timed exclusive on Google Stadia, and it's a cool game. It's like this open. Wait, is it Wave Table? No, Wave Tail. T-A-I-L. T-A- or T-A-L-E. T-A-L-E. 
Uh, yeah. lots of ways of spelling tail. Yeah, so it's like this the world has been uh is like underwater basically. Like everything's been drowned, so you're um so everything's flooded and you basically get this ability to kind of surf on water. It doesn't really make any sense. Um but yeah, your whole point is like you're trying to restore power back to your lighthouse to put back this like dark force or something like that. And uh game's very pretty, very cool bit repetitive but doesn't outstay it's welcome it kind of ends in about like four hours or so it's not very long mm-hmm. and i had a great time with this game and it was included in stadia's pro subscription which i subscribe to because i'm a believer in cloud tech so i give my donation every month and jump in every so often mm-hmm. and often and sometimes a cool game like this will come will come along and this was quite a nice little surprise it looks gorgeous although there's something off about the way the faces animate they're kind of yeah the bizarre. faces are weird i'm watching this a little yeah, odd. yeah yeah like everything looks very pretty and then whenever there's character interaction the faces look like they're kind of doodled on these um these very simplistic shapes which make up the rest of the game but it doesn't matter because most of the game is you kind of surfing on the water and uh doing this cool platforming rail grinding mm-hmm. and fighting things and it's very simplistic but very fun it really works it looks great it's going to come to everything else next year so um yeah that was that was a pretty nice light-hearted whimsy experience it's funny the face looks like a face you'd find on animal crossing yeah yep something like that except sometimes it's even weirder and then it's even weirder when like one character like you're you play as this girl and um and she basically lives with her grandmother and her grandmother's like the shit in this world. It's like everybody knows her and her grandma's like this no nonsense, sassy woman. And it's, and it's amazing. Like her dialogue with people. Um, but she wears glasses, if I recall correctly. So it looks even weirder when you see like these simple shapes and you get just these weird doodle sandwich between the, the face and the glasses. It was just odd. It was odd, <laughs> but, but I liked it. It was a fun game. And then the last game, I want to talk about which I just finished, which is Neo. The world ends with you. Mm-hmm. Finished that on switch. Probably should have played it on PlayStation because my PS five would have reduced my play time by about 10%. I'd say because of load times. Every time I got into a battle, this is a sequel to the world ends with you. It takes place in Shibuya in Tokyo. Every time I play a game that takes place in Tokyo, I'm just like, man, I miss Japan and um, very cool game. Amazing style probably will go down as the most overlooked game of the year that nobody played because this game is great. This game is really excellent. A really fun RPG, fun battle system, amazing story and cast, like just as good story as, um, as the first game, which was also known for its story and cast of characters and its unique battle system. This one's a little bit more streamlined, which it has to be because the first one was for the DS and every iteration and it used the touchscreen and the dual screen system to fight with two characters at once, which is pretty cool. And then the ports after that, which is how I played it on the switch were fine. They weren't great games. I think I talked about it. It's a game. I didn't really enjoy playing, but the characters and story were so much fun that it kept me going. This one got it all. And it was, uh, I actually wasn't expecting it to lean so much into the, sequel territory i thought it was going to be more standalone and it is but it actually does bring in characters from the first game in a pretty prominent way that just hit a lot harder having played the first game and knowing the story um but i do recommend it it's a great game 
Um, and I just kind of bummed. I didn't support it when it came out, honestly, because I bought it when it was on sale, maybe like two months ago. That's when I started playing it. it took me a really long time to beat it, but highly recommend it. Great game. Neo, the world ends with you and an incredible soundtrack. Like really interesting mix of, um, of tracks there. Keep you bopping along as you're playing. Yeah, cool. All right. So, yeah. I'm not going to play it, but uh, yeah. No, I, uh, probably not. I, and most people yeah. didn't. I, I also wonder this because now that the like the game awards happened and they gave out all that stuff and that was yeah. Fun. So question: Game um, awards? Yeah. Who won game? Mm-hmm. G- give me some of the results of the game awards. I've this not is actually an interesting one stuff. because I, if you want to talk about a game that we should also play, that we could also play during the break, game of the year winner It Takes Two, which is a co-op um, platforming game made by um, God. What's the name? I forgot the name of the team, but it, the the guy who. Direct, the director of the studio, Joseph Farris, is the guy who, like years ago, on the Game Awards, was went like viral for being like, "Fuck the Oscars, fuck the Oscars." Wow. <laughs> He's like, "This is amazing, fuck the Oscars." Um, but that that game won Game of the Year. It was a hell of an upset, but it was amazing to see uh, to see that dude win because he's he's awesome. He's a character. Uh, but yeah, the game that game's cool. It's about a um, it's about like a married couple is going through a divorce and they get turned into dolls and have to kind of work together to get out of these various predicaments. Hmm. So yeah, we should play that. Okay. Cause we're like yeah, a married there's... couple that's going through a divorce that needs to work together to play through predicaments. <laughs> oh, interesting. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah. And otherwise, um, let's see here. The game awards, winners i don't it was a weird show it was very weird i watched it it was three hours long too long and it was just really strange the way he they they, it wasn't much of an award show they only presented maybe like they couldn't have presented more than 10 awards and then jeff Keeley would just like kind of run through some of these awards just being like all right and then for the categories of best rpg here are the nominees and the winner is this and then let's go to the next one and the category for this, the, the nominees are these and the winner is this. And he did that like no joke. It was at that pace for like five awards in a row at the end. Like, dude, <laughs> why not like, you know, give an award. You could have cut a whole bunch of these announcements and, or some of these trailers, like we didn't need another horizon forbidden west trailer no we we've seen need, enough of that just release the game we didn't already. need another dying light 2 trailer like there's some of these things that didn't need to be there it's like you could put in actual awards for these things like rpg of the year is a pretty big category and you didn't actually present it hmm. uh, you think that would be pretty good they used to give a platform for um for content creators and they didn't do that either some they just said if somebody got an award for one thing and they also won another, they're like, they're also winning the award for this. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, that was actually a that's thing great. that happened. I was like, damn, that's nuts. That's so funny. yeah. But overall, you know, let's see here. Game of the year it takes two. Um most anticipated game. That's a that's a hilarious category for yeah, me. Yeah, what but a that, hell of a title. Like what that does went that went to mean? that went to Elden Ring. Mobile game of the year went to Genshin Impact narrative went to guardians of the galaxy did i talk about that by the way i think you did i think you said you liked it yeah i think so too death loop won best art direction tales of arise won best role-playing game i bought that i i'm gonna play that soon 
on Xbox. I think I might start that after I finish the gunk, which I started tonight. Um, Metroid Dread, best action adventure game. Best esports game went to League of Legends. Um, yeah, multiplayer game, it takes two. And I would argue yeah. League of Legends probably won more for that TV show that's on Netflix than the actual game itself. No, people take that shit seriously on a global scale. Yeah, but I'm, I'm saying it doesn't, no ha- it doesn't hurt that when overall people who've never played League of Legends like myself, you watch this TV thing and you're like, it's actually pretty creative. Yeah. Helps. So uh, best fighting game went to Guilty Gear Strive. Best sports uh, slash racing making, game. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Slow down. We're still making Guilty right? Gear games? That's still happening? Oh, my God. They're probably more popular than ever because Arc System I mean. works. Yeah, is, yeah the oh. Arc System works is blown up because of their work on things like Dragon Ball Fighters and um, what was the other one they did? Well, they did that. Uh, what's that anime that you like? The one with the girl in the Kill the Kill. Yeah, yeah. They did that game, too. Yeah, I played that and, game. And great. their Guilty Gear games are just blowing up. And Guilty Gear Strive looks incredible. It's nuts. Yeah, cool. How good uh-huh. their games look. And then uh, Horizon, Forza Horizon 5 won sports slash racing game of the year. Eternal won action game of the year. This was weird. Um, the best performance of the year went to Maggie Robertson, who played the tall lady in uh, um, in Resident Evil 8. <laughs> She was the one who was sure. getting memed all over. I don't like, remember, ah. but sure. Yeah. Anyway, um, people. She has like a popularity contest allow. I mean, this is for every award show, right? Yeah. It, it's a time for biggest names in the industry to get together, and yeah. you can kind of sit here and talk about how great you are. That's just that's what all award shows are. So I guess that was one where I was like, man, I would have given it to either of those people from Deathloop because they were awesome, but they were just great. Yeah. So anyway, that was really the biggest. Uh, oh, independent game of the year went to Kenna. Bridge of or Kana, Bridge of Spirits. I played the game and it's tired. I don't remember what how you say her name. So yeah, that was uh that was a bit about the game of the awards. It was cool. Wish there was more awards, but it was cool. And you know, for those announcements, I it's interesting. I was talking to somebody about it, and it's like it's the only place with like E3 kind of being really subdued now and being this interesting, like odd trying to figure out what it wants to be. Um it's like one of the few places where all the platforms, all the three platforms can share the space, share one space and command the attention from like a, a, the widest audience possible in one event. So it's cool in that regard. And overall, I don't know. Give it a C, C minus passing grade. Yeah. Would watch, would watch again. I'll, I'll watch again next year, Jeff. I like how people, a lot of people are call, call it the Keelys. And I'm like, yeah, that's a good name for it. That's the game. He also needs to, he, he needs to separate himself from the event. He needs to put people like you need to do. There is a benefit to having other people present awards and there's enough celebrities, quote unquote, in the industry that can present awards where he doesn't need to be the guy who's always putting himself in there. Like, even if you are going to do something where it's just like, a rapid list of, of names and announce the winner because maybe that person's not there to accept it, or they couldn't send you a pre-recorded video. Then at least let somebody else do it for each of those lists, you know? And, and then it could end with, and the game and the RPG of the word goes to tales of Arise. You win Japan. Your award is in the mail. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> and then you walk off stage. Like that would have been better than, what he did for those categories. But, you know, I'm not running an award show. I can't criticize too much. 
but I, because I assure you mine would be worse, way worse. Anyway. Yeah. All right. I think that's it. I think that's it. I agree. Long podcast, making up for the the weeks of inconsistency. But uh, exactly, exactly. Back for a little while. We're back. Yep. So you're welcome, everybody. And you've made it this far. I don't know why, but hey, yes. it's because you like us. And guess what? Now, not only can you review us on iTunes, but you can also review us on Spotify. Allegedly, I heard that on a podcast I listened to earlier. So you know, if you're listening on Spotify, hell, if you're not listening on Spotify. Go listen Go to on the Spotify. Find us on Spotify. You don't even need to listen. Just find us on Spotify. Give us a good review. Say some nice things. Be like, "Hey, I liked what those. I like what these uh, these guys have to say about uh, North Korea." You know, or um, something else. But that's just an idea. These are these are thought starters. All right. It's it's twelve forty a.m. in New York. All right. Give me a break. I've been through a lot. I saw Spider Man. I played the gunk. And I just recorded two hours of a podcast. All right. So that's it. This podcast is over.